And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nope. Seneca Paxton. <laughs> Don't care for that. That's Chris Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Rat, 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 rat. I must hit the water. Or did I just slap it in the sunset? I, I, that can't be true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, was, that was a crash. At- um, welcome to the show. We're almost at full staff, but someone wasn't feeling well. They can't see you. Any <laughs> 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 listeners? <laughs> For all the deaf listeners out there, <laughs> tickled Rebecca's fancy. Um, her fancy feet. Ah, I get it because you can talk she about her feline. Wow, wow. Um, starting lineups. Uh, Ma- Massey, what are you drinking? Ginger ale. What kind? Nice. Actually, we would like the bread. Ah, oh, nice, nice. He's gonna make a our... Moscow mule out of that. That's the name of our group chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real quick, does anybody have any toast of excellence before oh, we get into the rest no. of the starting lineup? We don't have to do one. You don't have them. You don't have them. It's I fine. Forgot. I have one for Santana Moss. All right. So what is it? Uh, it's just for Santana Moss. <laughs> just like the guy. He he's forty one today. Um, hold on, where's I actually wrote this down earlier today? Well, mine's the Vernon oh, Cole. Mine's the Tom Holland. Turned twenty four today. Worst Spider Man ever. False. Santana Moss, forty one years old today. Uh, played thirteen years, amassed ten thousand receiving yards and sixty six touchdowns. So, Kyle, why was you made the Pro Bowl once? Why, why was you Laverne's Coles? Because they were traded for one another. Uh, I have a toast. <clears throat> toast it. I don't know if you guys saw the video of uh, J.R. Smith. Yes. <laughs> there was one of the one of the protests going on. Someone was trying to mess up his, I don't know if it was his car, his truck, whatever. And he came out and just beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> so, good on you. John Jones is well, John Jones just kind of came out and was like, hey, uh, don't do that here. I'm a world-class UFC fighter, <laughs> and you'll die. <laughs> Did anybody listen to him? I think they left his stuff alone. <laughs> That's probably the smart choice. Because he, he's not only like a UFC champion, but he's also like a known like cokehead. <laughs> so you catch him at the wrong time, man. <laughs> That's just a <laughs> strong guy with a lot of energy. He's going to let you know about it. <laughs> kind of run circles around him. <laughs> Which, he's going to do that anyway. <laughs> he's going to call boy Greg Hardy. <laughs> Matt and Jeff's cousin. <laughs> uh, so, that's that it? That's it. Alright, so we're all drinking Super Duper Double Triple Triple Super... No, Super Duper Triple Citra. The new Triple IPA in the Super Duper Double line. Kyle's favorite. It's from Thomas Hooker Brewing in Bloomfield. And that's it. I just want to drink it. So. Crack him. Which it was colder. Good. 
gonna we do do we do beer reviews now? Uh, yeah, Kendall. Yeah, I'm just. Machina saying. made eye contact, but that was more for erection purposes. <laughs> you too. Yeah, well, my ice ain't not that good, and I can't talk. Well, Kendall just said the beer wasn't that good. Wow. What? Shocker. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. I said my eyesight okay. is not that All good. Right, so the beer <laughs> beer review from the rat, the triple citra, not that good. Doesn't like triple IPAs you or high percent beers. Wait to my review. It, you already gave it, so we're going to skip you when it comes to the beer review. I'm going to plagiarize. What? What? So you're going to steal one of ours? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what a dumbass you are. <laughs> you fucking idiot. What a moron. Yes. All right, so Massey. Yo. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us? I'm curious to see how he's going to present his part of the segment. I thought he was going to say phallus. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Kendall, show us yours. Kyle? <laughs> you remember yours? I think it was like this. <laughs> I don't remember mine. I thought you were something with two hands. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about our hand penises. <laughs> mask, mask, show us. Inside joke for <laughs> the listeners. Show us your hand penis. Just use your imagination. No, no, hold it up so we can see it. Oh, wow. wow. You're missing a nub. Got good cuticles, though. Good on him. <laughs> I've, no, I've never seen... That's like, that, that's, that's like a rare breed. The... the the double dose dick, one thick, one slim. You got the shocker dick. <laughs> the shocker. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, the real shocker is when he jams them both in one. I feel like you had that upside down though. It's like a dog. When you try to go in the sink, you to get it in there. Can I make a new one? Sure. Oh wow! From both ends. <laughs> it's, it, it hurts because when you do like pretty much no matter what position you're in. You're sitting on one, yeah. <laughs> or it's just flapping around in the wind like a well, mud. You gotta fl- hang off like a the couch or something. Yeah, it's like a mud flap. <laughs> like, um, keep, we gotta move on. <laughs> keep keep the dust out of there. We gotta move on. We've been live for less than six minutes. <laughs> the problem is, it's really rough when you're just standing up with no underwear on because it's kind of have like a archway thing going on. <laughs> this is really hard for me to imagine what Paul's actually talking about right now. Oh yeah, because you can't see it, can you? I did that thing where you have one one hand upside down and the other hand right side up, and you wiggle the fingers. Ah, yeah. I'll try to show you, but I can't do that. No <laughs> way, you can't do it. Try it. <laughs> that can't be real. <laughs> it's pretty much real. <laughs> I also, I wouldn't fake it. Could you ever do the? Like could you ever do the church and the steeple show all the people thing? Just Not really. I got like my own version. Just, yeah. uh, the the church, this is the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. That's not your index finger, for one. <laughs> That's your secondary middle finger. <laughs> is that loud for anybody else? <laughs> Let me see, what's you got going over there, Kyle? I don't understand this at all. I know, Kyle and are just like, you don't got working fingers. Rebecca's trying so hard to figure out the steeple thing. Get on, real quick. Just put your hands together. Now close your middle fingers. Only your middle fingers. I, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying hard. And then you just turn your hand. Don't your middle fingers. That's your ring finger. Yeah, do you and Kyle not know what the middle fingers <laughs> well, are? Well, no, it's just the inability to use them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pr- just imagine you're driving your car. <laughs> and Kendall just broke three fingers. Yeah, they, they, the hands came apart 
<laughs> you guys are helpless. Hands came apart. Oh, boy. It's gonna be a class. We're, we're gonna have to make like a Instagram video on this before we leave tonight. <laughs> it's like geometry. Yeah, it is. Turn your hand. Really shitty geometry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, some people. How long do you think until Rebecca starts salivating? Like she's just like mm, can't figure it out. So uh, souls, go ahead. Yeah. What you got? So today we're doing in a segment called... In a segment? We're doing in a segment. That's right. We're also doing... An assessment and a segment. Together, they make a segment. Anyways. (laughs) So we came up with this rebuild segment. It's a very popular uh, topic in the the sports world. And uh, so we broke it down into into the phases. So there's phase... Phase one, which is the beginning of the rebuild. Phase two, the the, the meat of the, the rebuild. Phase three, finishing out the rebuild. So you're not done with it, but you're, you're wrapping it up, putting a little bow on it. Um, then there's the teams that constantly rebuild, which is not a good thing. And then there's the tune-up teams, which are uh, teams that just need to kind of do a little bit of work here and there. They haven't really ne- had a need to go into a rebuild in some time due to whatever circumstances. And uh, so we assigned each one of those categories to a member of the show. Uh, Mass did the beginning, Mock the middle, Kyle the end, uh, Kendall did the tune-ups, and I did the constant rebuild portion of it. And we picked a team from each major sport for our category. So we're going to kind of go like in lineage through the sport. So we're going to go phase one, phase two, phase three. Then we're going to do the constant rebuild and tune-up thing at the end. And so we'll pick one sport, we'll go through the line with it, and then we'll go on from there. Alright, hold on. I gotta pull up the actual part of the second. God, you know, I don't know. There's just a big part of it that just matches like threw up right on the camera. <laughs> Matt, are you a violent throw upper? Uh, yes. Nice. Me too. I'd like to have a competition. <laughs> Mass versus Souls. You picked the parking lot. We'll bring the garbage can. If you're in a parking lot, why do you need a garbage can? Something to capture it in. You gotta measure. How are you gonna measure it? Uh, by orange thickness. diameter. By orange <laughs> thickness, he said. Diameter. <laughs> we need force. All right, bring your own buckets. <laughs> All Come right. On. Google's taking a little while to load. Mm. Talk about stuff in the meantime. Need a new Adobe Acrobat. <laughs> yeah. The free trial is over. <laughs> You're gonna want to ramp up your internet connection. That Mozilla Firefox. 300 megs. Yep. Seems like you could use another 50. (laughs) (sighs) Tell you, that light's really bright on your face. Is it where he lives darker? (laughs) (laughs) Can't look out the window and tell. Oh. Oh, no, CM Punk's back. I've been waiting for years to hear that music again. That's the day that Mock moved back to wrestling. Yeah. It's pretty much what I'm holding out for. Missing out on some decent stuff. He's not. Am I really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's shaking her head because what? We'll, we'll, start with, we'll start with the NFL because I at least... Remember that my rebuilding team is the Dolphins. I remember that much. Dolphins. I 
think we're uh, going to see this team a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, sure, hold on. I'm just going to... What do you mean we're going to see this team a lot? We're just going to talk about them a lot. How? What do you mean? You think they're also... You think someone also picked them for the middle of the rebuild and the finish of the rebuild? Maybe. You really did this wrong, huh? <laughs> so, Dolphins finished off last year at 5-11. <laughs> um, their longest win streak was a win streak of two, which I think was right at the end of the season. Um, I mean, we saw it this year. I think they had 13 or 14 draft picks. Um, and they have ammo for the next two years that they're going off on this for as well. Um <clears throat> This year they picked up three linemen, their quarterback of the future. I think they picked up a cornerback as well in the first round from Auburn. Um, Say the name, Matt. Say the name. I'm not even going to – I know it's Noah something. Thank you. Don't quote him on Uh, that. (laughs) I wouldn't exactly call them coming off success in recent years. Um but it looks like they're starting to build towards that. Uh, and I would say that they're probably going to be relatively close to competition in the next two years. Oh, is that it? Done? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I, I don't know why. I just thought he was like, leading into something else with it. And then no. nobody else said anything. So I was like, oh, Paul, you should say something. <laughs> That's the end of that. Alright. Does anybody have anything to add to it or, or have a I guess we don't have to do the whole like if you have a team that fits it better kind of thing. Like does anybody disagree with it? Do anyone think they don't belong in this phase? I kinda think they belong in phase two. That's where I put them. Because they were one of my teams. So I as I told you, I did the assignment incorrectly. Did you only do football? No, no, no. Uh, I have a baseball team. One? Yeah. <laughs> so Mock thought those little bullet points that I put for like uh, like ideas to go off of, he thought that you were supposed to pick a team that fit that bullet I did bullet a team point. for each of those. <laughs> Originally, I called Kyle. I was going to do a team for four teams for each of those bullet points. <laughs> and, <he> t- <laughs> oh and I had started, and he told me So no. did nobody read the directions? Well, I just don't think we're that smart. Well, you know what happened? I read it, and I was like, oh, I knew I have to do this. And then, you know, I did it today while I was at work. And I read through the instructions again quickly, but not really accurately. <laughs> okay, so I can silly. I can agree with the mess that the the Dolphins are in the beginning stages. So I feel like they've kind of been in the beginning stage now for like three seasons, and they kind of just keep redoing their same season over and over. So I I, I can agree with the the points he's bringing up, but you guys tend to put them in the second in the second stage of that. Go ahead, can well, you elaborate? I only put them in the second stage for what they did this off season. They went out and actually they spent money on, you know, possibly the number one corner in football. Um, they got a running back. They got a, a lot of different weapons. So it built their team up for this year. You know what I'm saying? Who did they get for running back? Jordan Howard. Ah, that's right. And they also traded for Matt Breida. Yeah. So I kind of think like they're going towards the maybe wild card situation or around there. Okay. 
I, I put them in the phase two because, to me, like you just said, I mean, I think they jump-started what they thought was going to be a slower rebuild, and then they, they kicked it up knowing that Brady's gone and the division's a little more open now. See, I understand, I understand but they're not beating Buffalo for the division. No, no, I no. I, I, I just I don't see them. I don't see them being good enough to I, get one of the three wild card spots. I don't think it's this year. I still I agree with Mass where they may be two years away, but um, I mean that that could very well change next year if Tua comes back and is trying. I mean he'll have a decent supporting cast around him. No, I don't. to where he they can compete. Nothing on the other Buffalo. side of the ball though. Yeah. So, Paul, do you have a, a criteria which you kind of wanted for the phase one up? It's kind of what we're... No, that wasn't a criteria. Well, no, just... So... It was more of a guideline. Yeah, that's right. all it was. So, we don't... like. It was just like a... like a. What do you mean by phase one beginning of rebuild type of deal? Like, what do, what do you think that means type of thing? That's all it was. Okay. Well, I just didn't know if you wanted to read those. No, those I don't. Oh. I don't want to do that. So... <laughs> So the thing I thought wouldn't happen happened right out of the fucking gate. <laughs> two people picked the same team. So uh, we should probably elaborate a little bit more on this phase two thing. Miami Dolphins, let's talk about them. So you kind of went into it a little bit, but keep going. You got some deets as to re- reasons why besides your bullet point. So I had them in this, in this phase two um, because... Um, You're a dirty bastard. <laughs> well, no, I mean, last year we saw they traded away top guys to amass... More picks. I mean, they traded away uh, Tunsil and Kenny Stills to Houston. That brought them back at least two first rounders. I know there was more, but um, then yeah, the you know the the Fitzpatrick trade with the Steelers got him another first rounder. So I see what you're saying, Kendall. I apologize. So the phase two, the bullet points I gave like towards a guideline was that the, to be in the phase two, the meat and potatoes of the rebuild are that you. you Promising young talent around you, you're, you're starting to achieve some minor success. Not necessarily playoffs, but like you're, you know, you're, you're climbing up every, you know, year or so in record. You're, you're beating division opponents you wouldn't beat before. You occasionally bring in like a high-profile free agent or, or something or an impactful player. You maintain your draft stock to continue the rebuild, keep it going, but you keep getting better every step of the way. So those are the bullet points. I see what you meant. You're still a dirty fucking rat. I know. I know. You are a sewer rat. Oh, God. That hurts me. Muskrat. No, you're a womp rat. Or a naked mole rat. I don't want to be that. You are that. No, he's that. I want to be... He's the Kim Possible (laughs) naked mole rat. (laughs) Rufus. Yeah. Who would be the blonde guy that he hangs out with, though? Jeff. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say Rebecca. That's so funny. <laughs> You're her pet. I don't want to be this cuckold rat here. <laughs> <laughs> the situation is. Oh, no that's so perfect. That's me. what it is. You're you're the naked mole rat that she consoles while she tries to bang a redhead. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> come full circle here. Or Kim Krizak. Ooh, more names people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, the, the, you being the naked mole rat, it went from worse to better for you. So this is true. <laughs> more talented. Right, just keep it going. Go ahead, okay. Um. So yeah, they they picked up a lot of you know early draft picks both for this season and next season. Um. I think the guys they drafted this year can be other than Tua, but our day one starters. Um. They weren't very good last year, but it was also a team that never quit. I mean, even down, but like they they still played through every game. 
uh, even as you know everyone was asking if they were tanking and um I agree that they're two three years away but the AFC East I mean if, if the bills fall off it's wide open so I, I think they're gonna try and jump start that rebuild faster than they probably anticipated to to get going mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a A team that's kind of like a step ahead of what Miami's at right now. To oh, would it be the Cleveland Browns? Well, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I would almost the Browns are in a weird position. They're like a, ahead of that. So, what are you trying to do? Think of Phase Three? No, I was going to try to dispute Phase Two. Well, I think a good Phase Two team would be Carolina, a team that offensively they're there, but defensively they're very far <laughs> away. Like, just an offensive side of the ball, they have. An elite running back. They have four and good, four good receivers. They have three good receivers. What? Who's the, who are they? Robbie Anderson, <laughs> DJ Moore, Curtis. DJ Moore's all right. Like they're guys that are going to fit what Teddy Bridgewater does. I think on the offensive side of the ball, they'll be able to put up points better than they were at least last year. But defense, they took a big hit, and all their guys left and. They're rebuilding that side, so I think they're like they're in the middle because their defense sucks, but will suck. You're right over there. All right, so you guys want to move on to phase three for the NFL? Yes. All right. Yeah, phase three here, folks. And my uh, phase three team is Buffalo Bills. Phase three souls. In 2017 and 2018 season, they went 9-7. and seven. They made the wild card game. But they lost to the Jaguars in a very low-scoring game. Worst playoff game. <laughs> it was sad. 2018-2019 season, they went 6-10. and 10. Obviously, they missed the playoffs. In 2019-2020, they went 10-6. and six, Where they made the wild card and lost to the Texans. Um, so, in the offseason of 2017, of the 2017 and 2018 season, the Bills went out. They signed John Brown. They signed Cole Beasley. And they drafted Devin Singletary. Because at that point, they were putting pieces around Josh Allen. You know? So they, that, and that helped them because they went 10 and 6. They were pretty much a lock in the wild card since day one. And then this year, they went out and they traded for Stefan Diggs. They drafted another running back. And they drafted two receivers, Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodges. So now, it's more of a complete offense. They have a quote-unquote power running back to go with Devin Singletary since Frank Gore left. Now they have what they think is number one. Um, They have the slot guy. They have the deep guy. They put pieces around what what will help Josh Allen be successful. Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it out. I love I love the way that Kyle just subtly went. They have what they think is the number one right I caught that too. Yeah. Well, lots of people don't see him as number one. So no one to cause any controversy. I think you caused more of a controversy by saying what you said. Well <laughs> am I wrong? I yeah. don't know, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yes, I believe that you are. Well, you posed a question that has no yet, answer. So we don't know. Um but so on the defensive side of the ball, last year, 
He had 14 interceptions and 44 sacks. They were the third-ranked defense in the NFL, 10th against the run, third against the pass. So they're already very good on that side of the ball. Um, their biggest weakness was rush defense, but this year they went out and they signed Mario Addison, and they got a few other guys from the fucking Panthers' defensive line. I don't know why they chose them. <laughs> you know? So they got depth at defensive line now. They got a good starter, Mario Addison. And they went out and they got depth at the cornerback position with Josh Norman and EJ Gaines. So I think with all EJ Gaines is still playing. Yeah. I just said his name. Good for him. Dick. So. But I think that with all these moves, the Bills are poised to make a run this year, next year, while they may believe that they probably don't think the Patriots are done, but they're definitely not the team that they went that they were last year and the years in the prior. So they think the division is theirs now. So they went and went for all the marbles this year. Now, all right. I think it's a good pick for for a team team that's kind of trending in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we see these rebuilds that don't happen. You know, they start and then teams bad. And Buffalo's been getting it right the last few years. The only thing they need to worry about is Josh Allen trying to hurdle people. (laughs) And how he should not be doing that. I tell you, I I don't think that anyone listening can see Massey, but I don't think he's going to make it. (laughs) Like, he might need medical attention. (laughs) You use a glass of water, that guy. <laughs> goes a long way. Drink some grape, dude. I'll help you right up. There you go. Somebody bring me some. I tell you what, the graves probably would kill whatever you got going on. <laughs> Kendall, bring it to me. It'll dry you out good. <laughs> Get you good and dry. <laughs> so it seems to like on the cuff of like wild card, and you know, then you're after they missed the playoffs for six and ten, and they made the wild card again. I think now they're. There. Yeah. So is a team like Arizona too much of a stretch to say to put them in a spot like a three? I think they're a phase two still. Okay. Because I think they're still too young. Besides, like, not only are they too young, they don't have a lot of capital going into the next couple of years. Uh, and while they may have just gotten rid of David Johnson's absurd contract, they just took on a worse, well, a more exorbitant one in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he might not be bad for them. Well, I was just wondering if a guy like this... I don't think he'll be bad for them. He just, they just took on a larger contract than David Johnson when they got got away with. It's also tough because I think like the Cardinals, like Patrick Peterson's getting up there in age. And I don't really know if they addressed the cornerback position this year. Is Patrick Peterson a Hall of Famer? I don't know. I don't know. Without looking at numbers, that's tough to tell. He's good. Household name, for sure. Good <laughs> you got, any, well, got anything to say about it? I like the Bills. Go on. They're probably like... <clears throat> they're probably like the closest. I think the Bears are there in that category. Just, you know, the hardest position to get away. Um, and then... Oh, I guess you could put the Colts in there, too. I don't think you can because they they only have a short op, short answer option for quarterback right now, and I mean, no, the the defense is is getting better and the offensive line is great, but 
I mean, everything else on the office inside of the ball is like giant question marks. Because yeah. D.Y. Hilton can't stay healthy. Yeah, you think Andrew Luck's super bummed that they waited till he retired to get a good offensive line? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they had a good offensive line when like he when like he retired. It was last no, year. But, but by then, that man was already just battered. Because like, didn't they like not give up a sack in like it was like four had, or five games? They had some stretch that was pretty crazy. Was it? Was it pretty crazy? <laughs> I, t- uh, I guess. I, I you ever just want to punch Kendall in the mouth? <laughs> I kind of mentioned them before, but a, a team to me that's like between two and three would be Cleveland. Because uh, there's there's a lot of talent on that team, except, you know, every year they're like, hey, let's take all the coaches and fire all of them. <laughs> Get a whole new regime in here. It, it's just, it's hard to develop talent that well, way. Well, so I... It's a good segue because I think the I think that means that the Browns they don't fit two or three and they fit constant rebuild. They're on the yeah. lower side of it because their constant rebuild rebuild never works, like at all for any form of success. But like you said, they, it's always just a whole new turnover. They're, yeah. they're they're they probably have one of the highest roster turnovers in the NFL. They got to have the highest head coach turnover in the NFL over the past twenty years. But they've got to. But because of the lack of success, not the team I chose. The team I chose to go with was the Minnesota Vikings. Since 2000, they've had five head coaches, which is not a super a lot amount, but it's one every four years. It's It's essentially you sign a coach, you let him, he finishes out his contract, and you say, nah, next one. Now, granted, there was like, you know, that the first two years was the end of green. There, there were guys that you know coached longer, shorter. But mm-hmm. um, in those twenty years, they had five first place finishes division wise, nine seconds, two thirds, and three fourths. And for the constant rebuild, one of the, the bullet points that I put in for constant rebuild was that they're often middle slash low ranked teams. Well, there you go. <laughs> Eleven of them were right in the middle. Um. Inconsistent coach in front office. When you're averaging a coach every four years, I think that could qualify as an inconsistent coaching staff. Uh, Mix of success and failure in both draft and free agent. They've taken a lot of whiffs in the draft, but they've also had a lot of home runs. I mean, Dalvin Cook was great, Phelan, Diggs, but they've also they've also whiffed on guys. Um, Matt Asiata on both uh, well in releases and all kinds of stuff too. I mean, um, high turnover on roster. This one was a little different because they're definitely more of a homegrown team now. But that wasn't always the case. They did try to splash with free agents in the early two thousands and 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 two thousand tens. They they tried you know with the Brett Favre acquisition. You know they 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 moved guys around. They you know they brought in you know different receivers McNabb. here. Huh? <laughs> did McNabb go out there? Yeah, at the end, but it was like a, a real short, yeah. short-lived thing. Culpepper was the more. I remember Culpepper. Yeah, he was but a dude. Christian Ponder. But you know they just they bounced around with with guys offensively and defensively, you know I mean, so not the highest turnover roster, but there, there's there's movement, um, and then I put the I put these two, which I thought were really good points for a constant rebuild. You're usually surrounded by a lot of phase one and phase three, which phase one was the beginning of the rebuilds and phase three, which is why you have that constant constant success. The, the NFC North is, is really, it's been the Packers for the most part, but there's been a rotating door where the Vikings have their time, the Bears had their time, and Green Bay kind of stays consistent. And the Lions are one of those teams that 
is the opposite of the the tune up. They're the the constant just doesn't. They're they're the, they're the beater car. <laughs> they're the two thousand dollar car with no transmission that you didn't look and see if it was there. Um, <laughs> Still rolling down the window. Hey, drive's not working. <laughs> Throw it in neutral. Flintstone it. Um, but I mean, the Vikings are one of those teams that they've been able to contend for so long because you know during this two thousand to two thousand twenty stretch, there were some years where the Bears were really bad, and so it allowed the Vikings to to go in and do that two that t- finish in that two seed area. And sneak in wild card, um, and then uh, another p- bullet point that I came up with in my head for this while I was doing it was also I think if you're a constant rebuild, you have a mix of success and failure in terms of seasons. So in 20 years, they've had eight playoff appearances. Three of them resulted in conference finals appearances, one division appearance, or you know one one loss in the divisional round, and then three wild card losses. So it's like that team that's like they're 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 in that constant rebuild. They're always looking to take that next step. It's like they're they're for they're stuck in phase three, like they just can never do it. And then the final bullet point I put for it was you, you when you see that constant rebuild team, you see a team that tends to consistently add to their strengths and not their weaknesses, which is why they don't take that next step. Which for a long time, really, this this team, to me, like when I first thought of it, was the Chargers. But I felt like the Chargers were too good for a while, like you know yeah. the, the 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 constant rebuild thing is only like a, a like very recent thing um and for constant rebuild i feel like you, like the the phases one two and three you, you look back three years four years constant rebuild tune up the one that kendall and i are doing you're, you're looking back 10 15 years yeah. like there's got to be a pattern I, I think you hit it right on the head because there's been a, some really good vikings teams that they, they made moves in off season like the brett Favre example is huge i mean for two seasons or whatever however, i don't know how long he was there two, i think it was only there two seasons, two seasons. right I mean, one of those years he had is like statistically his best year ever. Yeah. And just well, and so like that's my thing is like with the so the adds to the strength not weakness weaknesses thing. When I wrote that down, I was thinking in the aspect of like, okay, this team has a you know the twentieth ranked defense, but the second ranked offense, and they tend to always the, the impact guys that they get, whether it's through the draft or free agency, tend to help the offensive side of the ball and the defensive. The Vikings, they when I for the Vikings when it comes to adding to strengths not weaknesses they they just don't they don't do it in terms of like offense defense they do it more in terms of like position like it like it's weird like like i don't know how to describe it but it's like like so the departure of adrian peterson they brought in dalvin cook now a need for sure but there was also a lot of other things they needed and like now the defense is starting to deteriorate a little bit and after like in terms of dominance, they're still a good defense, but they're not dominant like they were that year two years ago. Two years ago, they were unstoppable, and they're not that high turnover, you know, win you the game defense anymore. They're the guys that go out and get a big stop, but and they'll play gritty the whole game. But in, in, you know, instead of like kind of filling in pieces with the defensive, they really they really hit home on the loss of Diggs, and they still have a decent offensive unit with Cook and Thielen and yeah. and whatnot. So. So, like I said, th- these guys are kind of like an asterisk because they kind of hit every one of these notes like in a different mm-hmm. way than when I originally wrote it. Because when I wrote it, I was thinking Chargers. But then I was like, if you go back far enough, it doesn't really make that yeah. much sense. Because the Chargers really, they this constant rebuild thing for the Chargers really kind of starts like from Denver's Super Bowl runs and on. Which, for me, isn't long enough to give an example. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. Well, for a long time, they were fighting the battle of Blair Walsh. <laughs> yeah. The Blair Walsh battle. Yeah. 
Ever since he missed that kick in Seattle in the playoff game, boy, did that guy suck. Mm-hmm. And they kept him around for a long time. Kendall? Do you okay. have a tune-up thing? So do you want me to go through your bullet points first, or do you want to do them? Do you uh, you, I want you, why don't you, why don't you lead me in? All right. So the, the ideas we wrote for the, the tune-ups were your tune-up teams, um, they always find success in the regular season and tend to have playoff runs, not just a one-and-done appearances. Not Maybe not every year, but consistently are making playoff appearances and usually making a couple deep runs. They usually draft pretty well or acquire high-impact free agents. Um, they're not the guys that go out and, and, and sign, you know, just Joe Schmo guys and or have big whiffs and drafts. They, they do their homework, and they, they, get the right, they get the right pieces to their puzzle. They usually have a, kind of a minimal roster turnover. If someone leaves, it's usually it's due to a cap space thing, not a desire to leave. Yeah. Um, and they often almost always use the draft and free agency to address their flaws, not their strengths. The tune-up teams – Usually, if if you have a tune-up team that you know is is third in offense and tenth in defense, you can bet your marbles that they're making very few impact decisions on the offensive side of the ball. They're filling in little pieces here and there, and then they have they tend to have a very strong veteran leadership with a very um, consistent, respected coaching staff. Yeah. So, in kind of what Paul had mentioned with uh, his uh, topic, a lot of history. Uh, is involved uh, with these teams. So I, I apologize for this being kind of long-winded, but I think this information is pertinent. So for this team, I... I Jesus, picked, what the hell is that? Are you, are you giving us a press conference? It is, it is. So I, I picked New England. New England Patriots. Well, so, it's your favorite team. It is, after all. So it's funny. So, when I wrote this, I was I was going off of New England, because that's a perfect tune-up team, right? I mean, it, it has been the perfect tune-up team. And I, I was hoping that b- before I assigned it, I was hoping whoever got it picked New England and didn't use what happened over the past four months as, like, the reason to not pick them. Because, obviously, New England is not the tune-up team now. Well, granted, we don't know. They could very well come out and be the <laughs> – Bill Belichick could very well come out and go 16-0. and Super bummer. But, um, but I mean, I'm glad you picked them because they are the prime – I mean, I think every single one of these phases for the NFL, you could have had at least one or two – one or two discrepancies teams that you could have – Said, I think this team fits that better, or whatever. I don't think there's a tune-up team, a, a team that fits this tune-up category better than the Patriots. Would you agree, Ma? The only one I would put close is like the Saints, but even still, I mean, New England's far above ahead them in these categories. But I mean, the Saints are similar, where you know you don't see them do like these big overhauls. They address through the draft, and they've had that veteran presence, right? But the, the coach. But- but the thing with the Saints is, like, so the Saints are one of those teams where I feel like they don't hit the tune-up thing only because they, you're right, they don't do these big overhauls and they, they do tend to address things through the draft. But they have these, like, periods of missing playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like decent stretches of it. I mean, for me, I would say, like, the, the team that I think would probably be closest would be Green Bay. I think that's probably the, the biggest, I think the closest example would be either Green Bay, um, if you're going up, if if you're discredit last season, I think that Pittsburgh's a team that you can consider a tune-up team over the don't you know, discredit it over the <laughs> over the past fifteen years. Baltimore is a tune-up team. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it's it's Seattle. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the, the guys you see every year. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. really, every year it's in the NFC. You're you're not foolish to bet on New, uh, Green Bay and Seattle, and you're not foolish to bet on Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. And Jacksonville. Jacksonville's always been a 
Surefire. 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 Yes. Did I hear my spiel? Yeah, let's hear you All talk right. about how great New England is. Oh, Go ahead. I, I really, I really glorified him. You're reciting this, this from memory. I wish I had it from memory. Hey, right. this is a PG show. We don't even know about you glory holing them. Oh my goodness. Peek behind the curtain. Over the past 20 years, under head coach Bill Belichick, they have gone 237 and 83, touting a 741 winning percentage. In this time, this team has amassed six Super Bowl. Super Bowls and nine championship appearances, winning the AFC 17 times. In addition, this team owns one of the highest margins of victory of all time, seeding two teams out of the top ten uh, by uh, best winners all by points. Um, where this team on paper has very high roster turnover and amassed great deal of players for short periods of time, the Patriots have always found success and get the most out of every player. Uh, prime examples are that of Randy Moss and Wes Walker. Uh, now, where there has been longevity, uh, there's always been offensive production. Uh, Examples of this uh, from running backs uh, to break a thousand yards: uh, Legarrette Blunt, then Jarvis Green Ellis, and Stephen Ridley. Um, in addition to uh, Belichick's coaching, uh, he has a very successful coaching tree. Uh, members of the staff have uh, landed uh, coaching jobs elsewhere, on top of having great success in New England. Their names include Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien, Dean Pease, and Eric Mangini. You can uh, put Mike Vrabel in there. And I forgot about Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he's like the only good coach out of all those guys. No. Isn't he the only one that's beaten? Or no, uh, Patricia beat him, right? Didn't yeah. the Lions beat the... Yeah. Um, Doesn't O'Brien beat him once? I think so. Uh, though these coaches lack passion and likability uh, from players uh, and, you know, products alike, uh, you know, they, they get results. Uh, these coaches have actually won some games elsewhere, not to the ability that Bill Belichick has, but they've been successful. Um, the Patriots have always had uh, ability to draft great, uh, finding great picks in late rounds like Julian Edelman at 232 in the seventh round, as well as formidable first-round picks including Richard Seymour and Damian Woody. Um, New England is on pace now to enter its first more major type rebuild in 20 years. Uh, it is evident, however, that there's a formula in place and this team will continue to have some relative success. Um, I think we're going to perceive Brian Hoyer most likely to be the starter. And with not a ton of explosive talent, will run a more conservative offense, but they will try to recapture some of the defensive magic from last season, uh, adding depth to their uh, offense in the skill position may enable them to continue being productive. Yeah, shut your dick already, bro. Kyle, I worked very hard on this. <laughs> I think you could have done better. You know what, Mass? That's a wrap. Go to bed. <laughs> Like, I get it. Like, I think New England was the right team. I think that's what I have to really say to it. I pointed out some stats. <coughs> yeah, they like stats that we already knew. Well, this is really what it boils down to. So I picked Randy Moss and Wes Walker, and I think the, the pertinence of picking them was in 2005-2006, Randy Moss played in Oakland, and had statistically some of his worst years. He went to New England and immediately had one of his best years. Remember yeah. his one of his quarterbacks in Oakland? Right, and I don't discredit that, but that's a guy Matthew who... Supio. I still buy into the fact that it was a giant ploy by the NFL to have... It Randy, was. <laughs> Randy Moss get traded to the Vikings to catch Favre's 500th touchdown and then immediately ship him to some <laughs> bullshit team. Like, to Tennessee. That's what I think it was. I think it was some deal where it was like, the Patriots were like, we have a deal with Tennessee in place, and the NFL was just like, look, well, like... 
can cheat against the Colts yeah. later or something. For and track. we'll look over at the time and then we'll fix it later type of thing. But just we need we it's a Monday night game. Who gives a fuck about the Vikings if Randy Moss is there? Yeah. But Randy Moss could have just as well died in Oakland and he just would have been a guy who was good for the Vikings in the late nineties. Um but went to New England and, you know, revitalized the career and, you know, balled out and really made me mad for a while. Um, another guy, perfect example, um, Wes Walker, who was kind of a special teams guy in Miami and San Diego. He was good, but not at the wide receiver ability that he was in New England. As soon as he went to New England, his, you know, his targets went up, his receptions went up, his touchdowns went up, and he, you know, flourished there for, you know, five seasons, essentially. Would you like to yeah. tell us more about how you like New England? Nope, I just like to do a good job. Move on to baseball. All right. Phase one there, Massey. All right, so. <clears throat> He's going to need, like, a defibrillator soon. Yeah. <laughs> Got a saline solution. Something. Bring down the graves. Yeah, like a car uh, battery uh, to the nipples. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, that was good. I went with the Baltimore Orioles. Yuck. Yuck indeed. Um, I mean, we all saw what happened to them in 2018. Well, we saw what's been happening to them for a while. Uh, 2019, they at least made some slow efforts into starting the rebuild. Um, you know, with hiring, uh, what's his face? Elias, uh, Mike Elias, right? Walk with Elias. Yeah. Kendall, Kendall was just like, come on, someone, put, somebody, someone somebody tee it up for me. <laughs> someone tee it up for me, please. Please. I was, I was looking around the room. Come on, somebody. I think his name right. is Mark Ellis. Who wants to walk with Elias? <laughs> Anyways. Um. Real quick, sorry, Matt, one more second. The whole walk of life thing is a WWE thing where a guy comes out with a guitar and he, you know, he tends to be this culty guy. Like, who wants to walk? And Kendall, whenever, whenever you'd watch wrestling with him, Kendall, Kendall would just sit there and he would just raise his hand like this. He'd, he'd raise one finger and he would just be like, I would, I would like to walk with Elias. <laughs> he just says it like, yeah, and then he gets beat up and it's, it's over. <laughs> yeah. A good time with Kendall is to watch wrestling with him because he has a couple uh, theme songs that he likes to sing. Like when John Cena comes out, he's just, it's John Cena. It's John Cena. And then what's the big shows when you go? Oh, it's the shit show. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You don't talk about my father. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me. Here's my towel. <laughs> and, it was really fun. Uh, and then he sings too when um, Zack Ryder would come out and he'd be like, Worst wrestler alive. <laughs> That's not how the song goes. I like Zack Ryder. <laughs> sorry, right, sorry. Nice. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I wish so, Zack Ryder came out to the internet song by Paul Wall. Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Mass. I'm done, Mass. You're so, you're so bright right now. Yeah. You're glowing. Handsome devil, you. Um, so, they really started to focus in the one year that they've been rebuilding um, on their farm system, which was a joke before this. Um, I mean... This team is not good. This team will not be good for... Tell us how you really feel, guys. I mean, last year, 2019, I think there were 25 players who had never played for them before, suited up, and I think 
only two of them were drafted and developed by the Orioles, and the rest of them had started or had been uh, gotten under contract in 2018. <laughs> this this team has no homegrown talent. They're coming into uh, 2020 with uh, with all of their draft picks, I believe, and a couple extras in the second round. Um, but this is this is if you can go further back than a stage one rebuilding team, that's where the Orioles would be. But I'll put them in that. Way. That's that. Now, what do they do with Mark Ellis? Uh, he is their general manager, Mark Mike Elias, I think. Michelangelo. No, I'm joking. I don't know much about their front office. (laughs) I just know they're not good. Whoever their general manager is. uh, Tom Sievert. No, Mike Elias. Don't you dare. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. No, they're definitely a team that's. They're definitely a team that's going to take a while. Yeah. Probably the better part of a decade. No. Not that long, but a while. I mean, they're going to trade Trade Mancini at some point. If he gets healthy. But. Dare there, Kendall? <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was like, to, I was trying to communicate. He asked me how much the beer was, and I said 14, and then he's like, oh, 15, and I'm like, 14, and then I said 99. It's not 15, it's 14.99. But he's sitting there, and he's like, 1 4? Like, yeah, it's 1 4, yep. Richter scale? <laughs> You're gay. And, and like a happy sense of humor. Yeah, you. Like the Orioles are definitely like the easiest thing. Well, yeah, they're pretty. They're a pretty trash There's club. A teams that can fit that bill. <laughs> but the Orioles are a pretty trash club. You know, Orioles is my pick. The Pirates are definitely one of those teams. Ah, uh, see, the Pirates, Pirates though are going to be the constant rebuild team. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's funny that you say that. Because I'm still really on the fence about it. <laughs> so, as we uh, mentioned, I, I did the assignment incorrectly. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen. No, I was talking about Mass's penis. Ooh. It's at least 17 inches, right, Mass? Oh, my. Well, uh, it might be 16.99. Is that the fold? Like one of those rulers? <laughs> It, yeah, it, folds, into, it folds in three sections. Like one section folds in like this, another one folds in like that. That just looks yeah. like that fucking hurts. <laughs> so, so the team I chose was off the minor success bullet point. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I said the Oakland Athletics, and it's mostly because this is a team that does tend to make the playoffs, but. They don't do anything. And then they trade away all their young players and kind of start over and do the exact same thing the next year. I didn't know. I was looking at a list of some of the players they've traded away, and oh my, it's it's a good list. If they were, if they were able to keep any of those guys. <laughs> it is a good list of players that the Athletics have traded away. Um, Remember that rotation? Frankie Muniz. I'll just give you the, the top five names that I came across. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez, or not Gonzalez. Yes, Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I was saying you know his name wrong. For? I I don't know what the truth. Matt Holiday, who was created. Oh yeah, that's right. We brought him back to the Athletics in our new franchise. 
Uh, so yeah, Carlos Gonzalez, Sonny Gray when he was still good, still is. Yeah, Addison Russell. Who cares? Uh, he's he's a good ball player. He's got no place on Western. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of got in some trouble, but uh, they had Cespedes when he was still pretty good before the Mets ruined him. Yeah, stop ruining players. And then uh, probably yeah, the biggest crazy, one, huh? the biggest trade away, Josh Donaldson. It's just that that's a lot of ta- and I mean these guys were all on this team kind of around the same time, so there probably could have been a way to kind of pair some of them up and and kind of they could have had a really good squad for some time, but uh, you know they traded it all away and just kind of losing the wild card round. Yeah, yeah that's a fair assessment. Uh. I'm going to go one step further. Oh, my. They're in phase three. <laughs> so you're disagreeing with what he said? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Just checking. Like, there's a lot like to it that, that is true. Uh, pretty much all of it was true. But I'm going to go ahead and explain why I think they could do more. You should talk more to the microphone. Shut the fuck up. Just trying to help you out, guy. Yeah. Lift the arm up a little bit. Just L- a little. Lift your fucking head up. We wouldn't have to scrub. By the bar, not the mic. Can I show you a trick? Yeah. If you hold the back bar and lift this bar, it works out a lot better for you. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. His arms aren't long enough. <laughs> T-Rex those arms, yeah. baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, continue. So I'm on phase two with the Oakland Athletics. And so right now their, their um, lineup is looking at Marcus Simeon, uh, Roman Laureano, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Mark Canna, Chris Davis, Robbie Grossman. Sean Murphy and Anthony Kent. I don't know who the fuck Anthony Kent is. But. Matt's brother. Thanks. Ah, damn, I was going to say cousin. <laughs> the rotation is Michael Fire, Sean Manaya, Frankie Montez, Jesus Lizardo, and Chris Bassett. <laughs> don't point at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, their bullpen is Liam Hendricks, Yasmir Pete, y- uh, Joaquin Soria, Jake Diekman, TJ McFarlane, and Lou Trevino. Did you read us their whole roster? I did. <laughs> and I will explain why in just a second. <laughs> um, so last year they finished 97-65. And the year before that, they finished 97-65. Which earned them wild card game. Which they lost because... Because <laughs> they're a phase two team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because they're a couple players away from being... I potentially better than the Astros. Um, they, they match up with them defensively. They match up with them mostly for the most part hitting. The rotation bird needs fixing because the number one is Michael Fires, which we all know has a, has a history of being really good or very bad. Somebody say a dumpster fire. He'll either throw out, go out and give Boom. you like a dumpster variety. He'll, he'll, either, he'll go out and give you like a three and a half ERA. Or he'll go out there and give you a 6.9 ERA. There is no in between. <laughs> you decide. We're not going to let Kendall get away with that. <laughs> I'm just going to let him. I'm just gonna keep I want to hit him with an egg. So, in, so I think an egg. With that being said, they could call a team like the Detroit Tigers, you know, who are in that stage one area who might be looking to sell. They don't have a lot to sell. Because nobody knows their lineup. Besides Sell Miguel the Cabrera. franchise. 
But they have two starting pitchers on that team that they've been trying to trade forever. Michael Fulmer, who they can, they won't get a lot for because he's coming off Tommy John, or they can trade for Matt Boyd, who they could probably get a decent amount for because he had a good season last year. Either one of those guys will fit at the top of their rotation, which therefore, and which means in a wild card game, they have a better shot than Michael Fires, or <laughs> they might win that one game <laughs> because Frankie Montez and Jesus Lizardo are young. We don't know what they really have. Um, another part of their team that they could upgrade is an outfield position or the upgrade catcher or second base. But I think outfield is where it's easier. And I think they'll do that. I think they could do that potentially more at the trade deadline. It's a team like the Chicago Cubs have a down year, which is very plausible because they're so old and they're not the same team. They could go out and trade for a Kyle Schwarber. A cheaper option. Sure. Who could bat, who could DH, you know, or he could play left field. He's, he's gotten better every year. Or they can go out and they can get defensive-minded outfielder and Jason Hayward down if they want to eat the contract, which they can because they have every fucking penny in the world and they don't pay anybody. I don't think they have every penny in the world, but I think they have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think they're a couple pieces away from making – you know, a deep run into the playoffs. I think they're poised. They have very good defense all around. They had three gold glovers last year. Yeah, where are they going to be playing after this season? Hmm? Still on the team. When they trade them away. We don't know. For other an, guys that are just like them. For an aging Tom Glavin. <laughs> going to make one more run at it. You know, that's where I see the age. I think they're in phase three. Back to back ninety seven sixty five. I think they just need one big push to take them over the edge. They've needed that push for the better part of fifteen years. Yeah, well, at least one time they had <laughs> Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, and Mark Mulder. All right, and Rich Harden. Who I forget which trade it was. Let me pull up the list. Real Can you just quick. say the name? Well, I'm trying to. It was the Athletics one. Oh, was it the Cespedes trade that they sent him for Sam and Deja? Was he a Tiger? Uh, Sam and Deja. No, I think Samarja was, was a White Sox. No, Samarja was a Tiger. No, no he wasn't. Wasn't there a picture of him in the Sam and Deja. Jeff Samarja was traded for Mar- Marcus Simeon. But weren't they, wasn't he in the Tigers, though? No. So, but what's the not. picture of him and there's a Verlander and somebody together? Scherzer? Scherzer. Thanks, Kyle. Fucking idiot. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, not cool. They don't even look close to the same. No. There's an S in last name. Anyways. Anything? Anybody? Anybody have anything well, to say? It's tough because there, there's both good points. I mean... Your mind blows his out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think... Uh, I was for uh, Addison Russell. Ugh. He was part of the Addison Russell trade. So I guess what the real thing that has to be considered is what the relative success is, you know... Previously, and so what, what were the A's doing five years ago? Oh, they made a playoff game because they traded for John Lester and uh, Sam Adesia. They just lost, like they do all the time, because <laughs> at that point they didn't have an offense. It's usually one or the other with that fucking team. Now they have a good mixture of both. Yeah. Drink that fucking Bud Light Lemon, you bitch. That's so awful. <laughs> Just pour it out. I can't. It's wasteful. I, but, but, Kendall, 
fuck nothing. Your set of values. I think it's time for phase four. No, it's not called phase four. It's called console rebuild. Oh, I'm so sorry. There wouldn't be a phase four because if phase three was finishing the rebuild, then after that the rebuild would be over, and you couldn't call it phase four end of rebuild because that would be dumb. You're right. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank, thank you. Thank did you. Did you like my thing? I didn't listen to it. All right. I read the notebook several times, though. You kept showing it to me. How's this look? How's that look? You texted it to me. Well, I had to because you would have did it wrong. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you saved me. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Oh, what? Oh, constant rebuild? Yeah. For the, constant rebuild. We're doing this, this, is for, this is for the MLB, right? Yeah. Alright. For so, NASCAR? Oh, NASCAR? Alright. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Jeff Gordon. He builds that car every week. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. What's his name? Nope. His pit crew leader. Jimmy is Stewart. Jim. He's a legendary actor. Vertigo? Yeah. Paul does a decent imitation. Nah, I can't do it now. Come on. I can't. Come on. Nah. Oh, speaking of I that, Massey, you always a Mary Poppins. What? What? Isn't that what he did? No. What was the, what, what did he do? Oh. Massey, can you can you give us a, a Louisiana Popeyes chicken lady? No, right now I can't. Come on. You're always gonna tell. If you me give a, if you. If I'll you, do it for the live show when I come next week. If you if you give it to me now, I'll give you a, I'll give you a response to whatever you say in Marvin the Martian. <laughs> no. Oh. You're just gonna deprive the world. I thought it was Mary Poppins. That's terrible, Earthling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he said Mary Poppins, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I just pick, I just pick, <laughs> just a spoonful <laughs> of sugar helps the medicine. <laughs> All right, so for the MLB, I started off doing the Pirates, which you had said earlier, they're the constant. Well, that's the low-hanging fruit. Well, but see, that's the thing, though, is they're not. If you really, if you if you look into it, it seems like it, because they never fully commit to the rebuild, but I don't consider them a constant rebuilding team, because they don't really have success. I mean, they... <laughs> since, since the 2000s, they've, 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 lost, they've lost in the divisional round series... Once in the wild card, twice or twice in twenty years, and we're really bad. I mean, they, they're they're just a team that like they they constantly just dig themselves into a hole of being unable to rebuild. I mean, I, the more I went into it, I mean, like they do have some high turnover. I mean, but like the McCut like recently the McCutcheon and the Cole losses, cap casualties. They never have any money to sign any. Well, they f- have the money. They just refuse to spend it. No, they don't though. They really don't. If you look if you look deep into it, they they're one of the worst teams. In terms of cap towards high impactful change, they have a lot of money in terms of being able to go out and get six or seven guys to fill in bench spots and rotation pieces, but they can't. They can never go out and get the Harper. They can't spread out a contract. It's like, hey, we'll give you $80 million for four years and two other guys for the same team. <laughs> well, it's just, but they never have the money to go out and get a Harper or like a Romuto or, or, or a Judge or whatever. Like, they don't have that kind of money. They have the money to go out and get a, a bunch of like Adam Ingalls, and that's what they do. And then they're always right in the middle of the pack in their farm system. Always. This year, coming into this year, they were ranked 17th. Last year, 16th. The year before that was 15th. The year before that was 18th. The year before that was 19th. The year before that was 15th. The year before that was 17th. Wow. Usually when those guys come up, they don't do very well. (laughs) 
So it's like I, I didn't. I decided to, to change it and go to the San Francisco Giants. Now, they're on the much higher end of the constant rebuild, but they don't qualify, in my opinion, as a tune-up squad. Um, in 20 years, they've only had three managers, not including the legendary... Gabe Kapler. Dusty Baker. <laughs> Fuck Gabe Kapler. They haven't had, he's not a manager yet there. He can get canned, and he'll never be on the record book as a manager. Never <laughs> managed the game. Um, but in those in those years, they've had five first place finishes, nine second place finishes, and then the rest were below that. So, I mean, realistically though, and I don't think I think they finish in last twice. So you do so that's seven. So thirteen times they finish in the middle portion of their division, which that's kind of right around that constant rebuild. They had, um. They had a multitude of playoff appearances, which kind of constitutes into that constant rebuild. But like I said, they're on the higher end of the spectrum. In those 20 years, they went to four World Series and won three of them, and then they lost in the divisional round three times. But they have, you know, in the beginning of the decade, they were making the playoffs. They, they lost in the divisional round. They lost the World Series. Then they kind of got a little shaky for a while. Not bad, but, you know, in that middle portion. Then they came back and won every other World Series, <laughs> and then they started to decline. Then they made another playoff appearance, and now they're on the decline again. And so, They refuse to give up the old guys. Well, but, but the thing, too, though, is, is like while they were doing their dominant thing, they were, they, they were surrounded by the Phase 1 Dodgers, and the Dodgers came in and took over. When they were doing their thing right in the late 90s, early 2000s, that's when Arizona was coming up and doing their fa- their rebuild process. And then Arizona was on the top for a little while. And then the Rockies had a stint in there. And the Padres sucked. And so... <laughs> Can't forget the Padres. <laughs> they made like the playoffs like twice in the last like, so 30 years. I, I put them as the, the rebuild team. Definitely the, or the constant rebuild team. They're on the higher end of it. And I still think they're a team that is trying to... They're, they're, they're constantly rebuilding. They're, they're, they're never a team that's just... You know, like they were a tune-up team for a while, but they weren't a tune. They they were a tune-up team for like five years, which isn't long enough to be a tune-up team, in, in general. So I just feel like you know they just hit that the, that that one time they got that fucking constant rebuild part. They fucking hit it right yeah. on the head. Yeah, they were fortunate when they made the playoffs. It's like, hey, they're gonna win the World Series. Well, right. They made it. As long as it's an odd year, yeah. they got it. You know what's weird? Like the main pieces of that team, like went to come and came. Had very short stints of dominance, but when they were dominant, they were untouchable. Then, like with a flip of a switch, it was all over. And and you know, granted, there's years in between, so obviously you expect it. But you know, a lot of the a lot of the reason for success in the early 2000s was not there when they dipped, and then found new success for it in the middle 2000s, mm-hmm. 2010s. And then, and then, like Kyle said, they didn't make the same. They didn't want to make the same mistake by letting those guys go again and falling into that thing. But they held on to them too long. Like Bumgarner, instead of getting something for him, they got nothing. Right. Let him go. And that's what's going to happen with, with Buster Posey. Yeah, Brandon Belt. I think Buster Posey is the only guy on the show this year that has a zero speed. <laughs> Even Salvador Perez has like a, a, a nine speed. It's really <laughs> a zero. It's a zero. And they brought back. I threw him. I threw him out from left. <laughs> he hit a, like an absolute bullet to left field with the shift on. So he was. It was more like left center. But I still threw him out. 
at first. I uh, I would take that pretty personally if I was him. <laughs> wow, you have a zero speed in real life. But, but just imagine, like we all do. <laughs> but here's the thing: like we could just sit and like, ha ha, yeah. That's Someone actually went in and like quantified this <laughs> and put it this out guy, there. This guy is actually walking when he's playing baseball. Like, hey, you're a professional athlete. That's the slowest fucking guy in the league <laughs> by a lot. It's because all that so hardware cool. is weighing him down. That's what I would say. I mean, hey. three world three World Series rings weigh a lot, but I'm sure all those silver sluggers don't make him any faster. <laughs> Plus, I'm sure he's probably got some gold gloves as a catcher, right? I think so. I mean, he was really good defensively. He was really good. And he broke his leg. Yeah. So I I went I went the I went the I scrapped the Pirates and went the Giants, which is because the Pirates like they are a constant rebuild team, but like really really like on the low end. They're like it. a constant phase one. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's just what it is. They're they're a team that's stuck in phase one forever. They're they're like the Browns. They're the Browns of the MLB. They they picked a phase and they're like this seems right. And then they're like, how do we get out of it? <laughs> oh, you don't. You're stuck here for life. Um, Can we send okay. that soundbite to Jeff? Another team that could we'll fit dial that. The Another Pirates are the Browns of the MLB. <laughs> so the, the MLB is really hard. Because I, I went through it and I looked at I looked at every single team's... Uh, ju- I, I didn't look at like transactions and, and things like that. Um, but I went through and I looked at every single team's like finishing for 2000 and on... And a lot of them, like, teams that come to mind when you think of the constant rebuild, you like to think of those consistent teams. And, I mean, but, like, in the MLB, like, the consistent teams are the guys that are always finishing in first. Like, for like the Cardinals. You know, I mean, like, like the, the, the Phillies, like, they had a, a run of dominance and then were really bad in between it. They the White the Sox. Thing the Giants did. Like, the Cubs, you know, I mean, they're... In the MLB, there is very few teams that have kind of like a a large window of similarity. So, like, whereas, like, when we did the NFL, the Vikings kind of had, like, a consistent thing going with, like, very, like, min- like you know, it was like a, a line, and then it would peak up a little bit and peak down a little bit. The Giants had, like, a high peak, and then it went to kind of average, and then they just copied and pasted that into the 2010s. Yeah. Well, another, like a team that fits, I think, the... So you're saying there's a team that fits it better? Yeah, just one team. Oh, okay, yeah. Is, I think Please it's, say the Pirates. No, it's Arizona. <laughs> and I say that because they're a team that always is in the middle. Like, there have been a few years where they'll finish in first, but for the most part, they finish in third or fourth. And, and they try to... They try to get themselves out of it by signing guys like Granky and Bumgarner, but they just don't pitch the same to them. Right. Well, well, and then they and then they get rid of Paul Goldschmidt. So <laughs> yeah, but then they, so, they'll, they'll find another guy that like fit into like a like a lot less, but like he'll bat like two eighty. So I I agree with you saying, but but Paul kind of qualified what his point was that the Giants are kind of like the higher end of what no, I know. this is. I know. I'm not. No, I know, I know. No, he's saying just, I'm wrong. Just, just fine. conversation. Ken- Kendall just likes to discredit you, Tyler. No, just, I get it. You know. I, I just personally think, like, no, I think the Diamondbacks are that team that's always in the middle of trying to you're, get there. You're right. But so the, the reason I didn't pick the Diamondbacks is because for the constant rebuild, there has to be some level of consistency. And I know what you're saying. Like, they finish along the middle of the pack a lot. And that, that seems like the case. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, like, to read it off to you. So it went first, first, fifth, fifth. Second, fourth, first, fifth, 
first, first, third, second, fifth, fifth, fourth, fifth, second, second, first. So it's like you just either like it's just like roll the dice and that's the season. Oh, if you put it together, they're always finishing in first. Right, but the, but that's not a constant rebuild. That's just like <laughs> it like it's just like they're they're exactly like the Stewie Griffin thing with the Mets. It's just like here's the first pitch and there goes the season. Yeah. Like it's just like or it's hey, he threw a perfect game to start the season. Like you know, it's just It's like, hey, let's not be the worst. I did that the other night. You know, I'm a beginner. So Kyle and I decided we did we'll, we'll We'll, we'll go into this after we finish the MLB. So go, you go ahead and do your tune-ups, you, you rat. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I did uh, – I chose the New York Yankees. Um, this team uh, has finished first in the A at least 11 times in the past 20 years, continuing a very profitable stretch in the mid to late Don't 90s. Lean back like, yeah, that's my team. Uh, historically, this is the greatest baseball team of all time due to first-place finishes yeah, also- as well as World Series wins and appearances. Uh, though this past decade the team was eluded of a World Series appearance, their overall impact in the AL, uh, AL as well as making deep push in the playoffs is not to be denied. Um, between 96, 1996 and 2017, Joe Torre and Joe have combined for 2,083 wins. And then they both of them. Over the span, never going under 500. Um, though perhaps a crutch the Yankees benefit from playing in the biggest market in sports and having very deep pockets, um, this has allowed the team... To entice and sign free agents for years and years. Uh, names like CC Sabathia, James Paxton, and now Garrett Cole have been major pitching moves in recent memory. Hold on. Quick thing. You, you had the balls to put James Paxton in there? Kyle, do you want me to read his numbers from the past years? I get what Cleveland? he did in Seattle. But Kyle? he was trash for them. But No, Kyle. He wasn't. Kyle? He was great till he got hurt. Kyle, Kyle, I printed this out for this exact reason. Hold on. I have on CC. yellow paper. On yellow paper wasn't my decision. It would have been. I mean, I would have been more like excited if it was canary yellow. <laughs> you printed on goldenrod yellow. It's not goldenrod. It's just like sunflower yellow. But the point is, is that you gave it to me. Okay. Oh. Happy. You're happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm listening. Cash. Cash. Fifteen and six. Ah. Seventeen, fourteen. So basically, in his time in Seattle, he was able to. Produced those numbers in three seasons worth of the time in one year with the Yankees. So the Yankees were able to entice a guy who was on an upswing and take full advantage. So don't forget the don't forget uh, Bird too, <laughs> Greg Bird, and mostly Greg. I wasn't Bird. a free agent, <laughs> but honestly, probably probably the best Yankee I can remember. That guy sucks. They have all. Uh, they have made signings uh, like Alex Rodriguez and Gary Sheffield, who are number-producing machines in their own That's right. Okay. Kyle, please. Uh, fast forward uh, mm-hmm. to that same mentality: of signing players like Giancarlo Stanton. Yes, he's a guy who's been hurt, but uh, it's the same type of uh, idea. Hey, man, uh, I like him. So uh, the Yankees have always got the most out of their homegrown talent, uh, getting essentially twenty years out of both Jorge Posada and Derek Jeter. Uh, a similar precedent may be sent with adding a piece to pair with uh, Miguel Anduar, uh, who is kind of a uh, flavor of the moment in that system. Um, however, following that track record that the Yankees have always been a part of, come 2021, the Yankees will be in the conversation for any top free agent, including Mookie Betts, George Springer, TJ Realmuto, etc. Say TJ Realmuto? Oh my God, I wrote TJ Realmuto. <laughs> that is a private stock shot, sir. Can I tell you? I heard TJ, and I was like, Wait, 
Because I wasn't 100% sure. As soon as I said it and you guys like called me, I was like, oh my god, that happened. Well, and I typed it. It won't be marked for him because... Oh, well, see, here's the thing, though. By you typing it, I understand why you did it. If you had handwritten it, it would have been more ridicule. <laughs> But yeah. you can't type the same. They won't be the market for him because Yankee fans think Eric Sanchez isn't the greatest thing that God has ever made. I guess the point I'm making is that there's really there's no player in baseball the Yankees won't sell the farm for, and we've seen it for their entire existence. Yeah. My child, you could be sneezing. Well, no, it's uh, also last few years. Yes, he has, but but it's not his money to spend. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing it in his own pocket. You know what? No, ever since the the Steinbrenner kids took over, they don't they don't spend like George did. <laughs> They're a little more uh, fiscally sound. And they haven't won since that. What's method work? Well, you know, listen. George, though though they didn't, they now. haven't won. They're still when in contention that? basically every year. Was it? Yeah. I'm not sure, but but again, I mean, it gets them there. I mean. Probably would have went to the World Series last year if it wasn't for those cheating Astros. <laughs> well, listen, next year you're going to have some cheating Astros on your team. There's a couple of shirts he's coming your way. First time was alive. Yeah, but he he was alive, and I think he stopped running the team. So, yeah. Any disputes? You know, Ken, that, that was a very well, well job you did. Well, I, I applaud you. Thank you. Um, Yankees are just the Patriots. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and the, I don't know. The Cardinals might be the Patriots. Again, like, <laughs> Listen, he's always good and that pisses everyone off. It's all the same. With a lot of old guys. Yeah, it's all the same. Fuck you, Mass. <laughs> I feel like you're even there, you handsome bastard. <laughs> There's a pretty Vito Russo thing to say. Hey, you want to go to the campground? Nope. Yes. I gotta move this picnic table three thousand yards. <laughs> Through a thick brush. You need to like move a piano with him. Yes. In a uh, hope you like prickers in a mobile home. (laughs) All right, uh, want to take a quick break? Nah. Yeah, we'll take a take a take a break, sir. We'll take like a like a. We'll see you on the other side. And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Scott Peter Riddler, and I'm joined by... You know, that was nice. In 152 shows we've done, whatever it is now. We've never come back with a beer open. Beer open. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a sub. I, I, I drank the lemon tea in the, in the, the break, but I'm making a change to the Agave Wheat from Breckenridge Brewery in Colorado. What kind of beer is it? It is a... I mean, obviously it's a wheat beer, but like, it's got agave in the name, so it like aged in tequila barrels or something. I will find out. Yeah, I'm sure you will, you dumb bitch. All right, so we're coming back to the rebuild segment. We got two more sports left. The two hardest sports for our crew in in, in whole, um, especially <laughs> when you do it wrong. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna go into the national. Kyle's like shit. That could be either one. That's right. The bowling, National bowling, 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 Lacrosse bowling. Association. The, <laughs> the National <laughs> The National Baseball League. How gross does that sound? The NBL. <laughs> it's a player. The, it's an image of a player just sitting down. <laughs> For the Pacific 
conference. <laughs> so anyways, for the NHL. No, and NBA. We're going NBA. Give me a dickhead mask. <laughs> you you probably wouldn't go NHL if you were NBA. I gotta say, I'm a huge fan of like every like so, so this is exactly what happens. I, whatever he's doing on his computer, but like mask gets like ghostly white and the background gets like dark and then and, and then the background gets darker and mask comes in focus. <laughs> oh no! That's exactly what just happened. You guys see that five figure dildo behind him? Yeah, it's got like the uh, the the tips. Yeah, it's got it's got the little oh, vibrator yeah. tips at the end. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm, Lights right you in. up like a tree. <laughs> Call it a Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss you, Massey. I miss you too, bud. You don't miss me. Right, <laughs> Kyle. Hold on, I got a zip tie. What? I brought it from home. <laughs> Rick. All right, so Paul. <laughs> nope. Mass. Well, uh, all right. Yeah, we're doing. So we're re- we're doing the rebuild thing. If you're just joining us, or you're coming in hot halfway through, or whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing on Podbean, iHeartRadio, <laughs> Spreaker. Um, we're doing a rebuild segment where uh, Mass is taking care of the first phase of the rebuild, which is the entry level of the rebuild, the the beginner stages, dipping the toes in the water. Mock is taking care of the second phase of the rebuild, which is the meat and potatoes, the involved part. The the we're too far in to turn back, but we're not far enough in where we can still fuck it up. And uh, Kyle's at the third stage of the rebuild, which is the uh, the we're almost there. We've we've done we've done a lot right. That's right, and we're almost there. Meanwhile, uh, in rebuild fashion, we have myself doing the uh, constant rebuilds teams that are always kind of. Got the wheels turning and, and doing some, you know, major changes to their team on a somewhat regular basis to keep finding success, but usually tend to struggle to find that ult- the ultimate success. And then there's Kendall, who's doing the tune-up rebuilds, which is teams that often find a large amount of success and are very good and have very solid rosters and do very minute changes, very tiny little things that you might not never even notice. To help rebuild their team from the 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 one point you know one point f- semifinal loss last year into the championship team this year. Beautiful. Shut the fuck up. Just after your hand. I know. You I like this. This was you. <laughs> I think it was the first time I ever did that in real life. It basically <laughs> basically like take your glasses off and do it. It'll make more sense because it'll be like one of those Japanese subtitles. <laughs> All right, Massey, oh. go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got for the Phase One NBA team? Who who do you think best fits the the start and the rebuild fresh? There's a lot of teams that NBA NBA is rough. You're either kind of like rebuilding or you're good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like a lot of options. Um, Hawks could have been an option. Um, the Knicks could have been an option. The Knicks are always an option, <laughs> right? Um, the Knicks are in a whole. <laughs> see, there's there's a there's a trend, right? Where I don't know if you know if you were listening when we talked about the Pirates, but the Knicks yes. are the same thing. So basically, you want to avoid a certain individual cheering for you at all costs. Kendall, no. what? I don't know. Can you calm really? the fuck down? You're gonna be marrying that guy. Oh, she said no. I'm out. <laughs> you can leave the ring. Alexa my... Peel. What? <laughs> Did you just go there? Yes. Mox over here like, oh, I gotta go. 
Oh. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, All right, so what, what did you go with? What I was the invoice coming your way? I ended up going with the Detroit Pistons. And now the reason why I went with the Detroit Pistons is currently they're without a general manager. So they're rebuilding. It's usually a good sign. <laughs> it's a usual good sign. Mass A plus so far. <laughs> so also good for them for firing the other one. Yeah, fine. It's it's a situation where nobody knows what's going to happen next. It largely depends on who they end up hiring. Mass, I know what's going to happen next. Go ahead. They're going to trade Blake Griffin or release him. I was about to say, so they have Griffin <laughs> as, as a piece to do something with, but... Well, see, I like, I like that you picked the Pistons because the Pistons were, in my opinion, a Phase 2 team until they dealt Drummond. Not that the Drummond-Griffin experiment was really working, but it was a young piece that was very good defensively and a really good rebounder, something that's not easy to come by, and a good piece to have. But once they got rid of him, you know, you have an aging star whose best years are behind him. And so I, I like the pick. I'll let you keep explaining. I'm just, I'm, I'm applauding you. Well, I appreciate that. This is the um, Chris Givens of picks, <laughs> i.e. the best. He wasn't very good, though. Nah, but Stedman Bailey got shot in the head. Makes me sad, though. Yeah. Um, let's see. Blah, where's I, I can't get my Google Docs to open where I wrote all this down, so I just ended up opening the articles that I got most of my information from. So I'm flipping through like 16 different websites. Turn off the Wi-Fi. A damn 2020. I like Kyle's suggestion. <laughs> get your internet off. If you turn off the internet, it'll load a lot faster. Yeah, what happens is an encyclopedia right. will float second, up from your bed. Oh, see a punk pack. Your <laughs> <laughs> Best thing you could do is unplug the computer. <laughs> Let's see. Wait, Matt, you had a computer uh, there? Yeah, that's your problem. Give me a control alt delete about <laughs> 17 times. You tried pulling off your pants and giving it a tug? Shift F5. <laughs> Shift F5? Matt, what does Shift F5 do? Nothing. Nah, that's a shame. <laughs> well, I'm hey, sure in some program this, somewhere. You know, we're doing these computer jokes. I saw this meme today that gave me a. a you, know, you ever see those memes where you're just like, huh, that's creative? Like it's not like really it's not funny, but you're just like good good on that person. <laughs> kind of most of Reddit. Yeah, it, <laughs> I it was just I thought of that. It was just it was a person that they just posted. It just said, "Music make you," and then it was a keyboard, yeah. but it had no control <laughs> buttons. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, damn. So and I was just like, basically, I was like, <laughs> good on them. So to end it out, they're entering uh, this year, I guess, whatever's left of the year. Um, they have all of their future first-round picks. Uh, they have a couple um, extra second-round picks, which I've started pulling in the NBA and didn't do jack shit. Um, yeah, pretty much. One out of, like, every seven. Those are the Spurs. Um, and they have a large amount of cap space to go with it. So they have the opportunity to do something with this. Yeah. And that's it. I like the pick. I like the pick. I know Kyle was against it. <laughs> Kyle, when I made you motherfucker, when I said that the Pistons would be the best fit no, for the I one, said, you, you said, said no, they were in phase two. Fuck you, you said that, you lying sack of shit. No, we were talking about the Cavs. All right. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Because I brought up the Cavs, you Garrett blunt mistake fucker. Hey. That was your fault. He ended up becoming a lion, did he not? You know what Kyle did? Kyle made us in the show 
and put himself second, knowing that I would say, <laughs> you know what, Kyle, you're going to play this more, so you should be the ace. And so that, and, and without even quoting, okay. And then so that he could start on the dynamic pitching at beginner one and throw a perfect game in like 51 pitches. <laughs> but because it was so good, it was like immediately like intermediate five for ball, which don't get me wrong. I still pitched great, but like I didn't pitch a fucking perfect game. So wait, you automatically start at beginner like when <laughs> if you do dynamic you automatically start at the easiest setting for both hitting and pitching and you go up as you do better and then eventually you get to like hall of fame and then everything you throw is hit out of the park and then you strike out on every single thing on the edge of the, the strikeout zone and then they're like yeah we'll dial it back <laughs> <laughs> that was funny to watch for a minute <laughs> phase two all right my team for the phase two rebuild is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mistake. I tell you what. Not not by you, by them. Well, I tell you what. Halfway through saying Minnesota, I was questioning it. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't like this. This this team for me, is just, they've, they've doomed themselves for years of failure. They doomed themselves for failure a long time ago. No, but they doomed themselves even more now. Because, here's the thing. Being doomed for failure for five years with two superstars is terrible. Dooming yourself for failure for five years because you're going to acquire a lot of future assets by trading a superstar? Way better. We see it all the time. NBA teams love to do that. When in the time, the Sixers made a fucking decade out of it. I mean, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns are not going to, they're not, they're not, they're not those guys. That's not what they are. They can't play defense. Neither one of them. Towns can play defense, but only down low. Towns can only play defense. The perfect the perfect centers for like Towns are are like like honestly Towns is out of, out of is out of touch. Town Towns should have been a decade earlier. Towns would have been good against Alonzo Mornings, Ben Wallace's, Dennis Rodman, Shaquille O'Neal's guys that made a living in the paint. Towns can play defense there. Towns can't play defense the minute a foot comes out of the paint. He doesn't have the speed to keep up with them. He's got the touch, which makes him a great threat from the outside, but he can't. You can't, it's like Embiid. Embiid. Embiid is not the best defender in the world once you get him out in the perimeter. You can you can easily blow by him. But anyway. I watched a pretty funny Embiid video the other day. Was I it him he, trying to speak? No. <laughs> it, it was like a Bleacher Report. It was an actual video. It was either Bleacher Report or Sports Center. But it was like, you know, Embiid is a problem down low. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10 highlights. And I, I watched them. And I was like, they, they were just like the softest dunks. Like there would just be <laughs> no one around him. <laughs> he just takes a bet. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> it was funny. But, uh, yeah, the Timberwolves, I mean, you kind of hit on it. They traded for Russell. Um, we all kind of thought they were going to move Cat, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Not now. Wiggins, that guy's not good. Well, He's, He wasn't good there. But that, it, it, was the, it was the wrong fit. Um, But I, he's a guy, too, that they could trade. Just kind of get what you can for him. Um, and they got to draft well. I mean, it's a team there. They ain't gonna draft well. <laughs> they have they've had a long history of not drafting well. I think the next step is to get Devin Booker. I mean, they've all made it pretty clear they all want to play together. Yeah, I mean that that's gonna be their thing. And, and if they can do that, that's that's that will seal it up. But but it, but it kind of won't though. 
it won't. It'll seal it up for them going from phase two to, to phase three, almost out of yeah, fa- like being a playoff contending team regularly. Yeah, they'll be able to score, but boy, those games are gonna be high scoring. It's gonna be like the Rockets. Yeah, like one oh. God, can you imagine Timberwolves Rockets game? One thirty six to one forty nine. <laughs> At the end of the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they've all made it pretty clear that they it's all it's the right pick game. mark. They, they're they're a real strong phase two team. I mean, I think that there, there's there's a lot of those teams that kind of like hit into that phase two category. I mean, it's weird. Like I, I almost think that the uh, Toronto's in that phase two category. They they kind of went from like being like the 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 team last year to like to phase two. They they have a solid point guard that isn't afraid to play some gritty defense. They have a hustle four that can play decent defense and can score the ball well in Siakam. They they have other pieces, but they need more. They they, they need to fill in the rest of the team. So they kind of bypass the be, the beginning phase part because they have two stars. They have two all stars. Um, so I feel like Toronto fits that bill pretty well. Brooklyn right now fits that bill. Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn Until right, next year. Yeah, Brooklyn fits that 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 build right now. I think Atlanta, Mox, uh, Massey was talking about Atlanta. I think Atlanta's more phase two than phase one. Atlanta's one of those teams that, like, they're still not playing well, but they have the pieces to play well. Atlanta's one of the, – the thing with Atlanta is Atlanta needs to figure out who their starting lineup is and then commit to it and then see where it's at from there. Because right now they're poised to have the best te- – outside of Trey Young, they're poised to have the best team that if they all played the same amount of minutes, they probably would win, like, 50 games. But – they just don't – I mean, Dallas is in that phase, too. They're just missing, like, you know, again, another team that can – will score the ball at will but can't play defense. Um, I'm trying to think of another team that's kind of, like, in that phase, too. Well, Chicago's in the lower end of phase two. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's in phase two roster-wise, but they're in phase zero front office-wise. They, they just – they need to just – Figure it out. I, I don't care if it costs them losing Levine and, and starting over from scratch, but just get a good head coach. Just, I mean, not a good head coach. You know, I mean, like your, your Brad Stevens wasn't good right out of the gate. I mean, he grew with the team type of thing. He wasn't the guy he is now in the beginning. But, I mean, these guys, they, they bring in, they, they either bring in these, like, you know, tactical guys that try to, to beat you with the X's and O's and don't have any passion with the team. Or they bring in guys that have so much passion, they fucking lose all trust with the team. Give me back Scott Skiles and Theory. <laughs> nah, Theory's fine. Phase three? Yeah. Shut your mouth, okay. Kendall. So, doing phase three, I immediately thought of two other teams. And I thought of the, the Jazz and the Nuggets. But then, like, as I was thinking about it and thinking about it, there's one I'm thinking about it? Yeah. There's one team made way more sense. <laughs> Do you hear Kendall chuckling there while, while doing his thing? I think the Miami Heat is the perfect <laughs> phase three team. Um, so before the coronavirus suspended the season, they were 41 and 24. We're an official podcast. It's COVID-19. Oh, yeah. They were 41 and 24. They were fourth in the East. Um, right before the trade deadline, they traded for Andre Iguodala. Which you know they thought was a missing piece for them, but earlier in the off season they did acquire Jimmy Butler. So with before the Eagle Dollar trade, they were playing better, but because of his experience in the playoffs, they thought you know they could get something out of him. 
their roster is very talented. Um, they have Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olynyk, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Derek Jones Jr., Myers Leonard, Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder. Um, that's a very solid lineup, but I do not think it's a. I don't think it's a roster that will win you a championship. Um, because year prior they finished in tenth place, and the year before that they finished in sixth. They've been around the six to ten spot for the last few years since they lost LeBron and all them. The one good thing that they do have is Eric Spoelstra, who everyone thought you know he was just a good coach because he had LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. After they left, they stayed relevant. So everyone respects him. Um, I thought of two players that could really that they that they could acquire to really get him over the hump. Um, I think Chris Paul, which has been said before, um, good defender, he's a good playmaker. Him alongside Jimmy Butler would give him a very good um, backcourt, um, especially with Bam Adebayo playing center. They have shooters around them. I think I think the Chris Paul fit is too good to be true. Um, this is another name that I thought of, but I don't see it happening because of his injury past. If they wanted to take a a different route in a, in a gamble, they can go John Wall. Hmm. Um, John Wall will be healthy after this year. Um, Granted, it's going to take a lot to get him because of his money, because of his injury. So they probably have to give like a first-round pick or maybe like a Duncan Robinson or a Kendrick Nunn alongside to go with it um, to match the money and everything. So they, they're paying Jimmy Butler a lot of money. And uh, another name that I thought of that I don't know if it really makes sense, but I think the fit would be good alongside Bam would be a LaMarcus Aldridge. He could, you know, he's not what he used to be, but he could still score the ball. And the Heat's number one problem, to me, they, they play defense phenomenal. But I think, you know, if they can get, a, like, a mid-range shooter or a guy that can space the floor more, they could expand their team. They could do more with that. Andre is not really a shooter. <coughs> Aldridge is more of a shooter than Iguodala. Mm-hmm. And I also said uh, if they want to go a younger route, they can get a Lori Markkinen. Because he's expressed wanting to leave Chicago, and he won't cost as much, and they would have to give up like a pick, but I think they're willing to just so they can become favored in the East. Cool. Hmm. All right, that's fair. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the constant rebuild team. So for me, for the NBA, for the constant rebuild, I went with the Indiana Pacers. Um. Over the last, they have haven't not they have not finished in last over the last two decades, but they only they've only finished in first three times, so that leaves seven teams middle of the pack right now. They've had fourteen playoff appearances though, so they make the playoffs about seven. They've made the playoffs seventy five percent of the time. Um, because they played the East. Nine of those playoff appearances though were first round bounces. They've made it to the semis twice, and they lost three times in the finals in those twenty. Sem- uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Were all those the Eastern Conference Finals? One was to LeBron, right? Or two? Um, I don't remember. And one was to Jordan. No, in the 2000s. Or was that earlier? No, they lost one to the Pistons, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, but they've had five head coaches over that time. And another key, big key point that we pointed out earlier was that teams that are in that constant rebuild, they tend to always focus on their strengths and never address their weaknesses. The Indiana Pacers have, for the past 20 years and many years before that, been a team that loves defensive players and never focus on guys who can score the ball, and that has been the case. The one exception to that was Paul George, but Paul George, in my opinion, is a better defender than he is a scorer. He's just a really good scorer, which sets how much good, how good he really is. How much good? It shows how good he really is a defense. I mean, everything that they do, whether good or bad, Jermaine O'Neal, better defender than a scorer. Roy Hibbert was a better was a defensive prowess coming out of the draft. A lot of the big guys, uh, Turner defensive guy i mean the first the first real offensive over defensive guy we've seen in a long time was the oladipo move well, you can even make an exception for that yeah so th- they're a team that loves their defense they're always they're, they're always in the red when it comes to offensive production but they're always towards the top of the pack in the defensive production every single year they love their rebounds they love their steals they love gritty defense and to this day even with the reggie miller days to this day, they're one of those teams that will play gritty physical defense that will cause problems. They were they were the only team in the early 2000s in the East that really would would get physical with that 04 Pistons team, and that's not a team you want to get physical with. Tough so for hand. punch in the crowd. <laughs> there's nobody. There's nothing I would want more or less in this world than to decide that I'm going to pick a fight with Tayshawn Prince and then sh- Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace show up and you're just like. Yeah, whatever, you guys. Here's my lunch money, I guess. Like, forever. Um, but the Pacers are kind of just always in that middle ground. And then they have little spikes up, little spikes down. You know, they'll, they'll do a lot of, they'll do a lot of you know, second-place finishes with an occasional first in there. Then they'll kind of regress to that fourth-place finish for a little bit. And um, they're just kind of – in the NBA, when you play in the East, you, you, you can – afford to be a constant rebuild team because you'll still make the playoffs the west it doesn't work like that um so i I think the pacers are the best best fitting team for that category i think it's appropriate that was my butt mock was it yeah wow it was long right yeah i really thought that was like wood against wood so good on you for making that noise uh who's your tune-up team ken my tune-up team the rat is the, is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Since 1989, the Spurs have finished second or better in their division 27 times. Uh, winning the finals five out of six times, uh, Greg Popovich, who took over head coaching during the 96 season, has been a beloved coach amongst fans and players and gets results. Uh, currently holds a record of uh, 1,272 in 611, a 676% uh, the Spurs are the Warriors before the Warriors. I like this. There's a common rap line when you're dissing Drake. The rapper of the moment with the style you don't own it. And this is the perfect example uh, of what the Spurs are. Boo! I thought you would have appreciated is that. It, is yeah, that Popovich I... rapping? <laughs> yes, it is. Look at Mass is so like, out of it. He's got to drink water to stay awake. <laughs> Because of how boring your fucking rap lyrics are. Oh my god, they led some real lyrics. I was a big fan of that line. Mass, drink some Jack Honey and some Graves. <laughs> if you pulled out like Jack Honey right now, <laughs> I say we stop the show, we drive up to his house. It'd be so funny if he just... 
what are you, what are you doing? I can't see anything. It's, are you holding up? A lot of tequila. Oh, I thought you were holding up the chub sign. <laughs> I thought you were about to throw up. <laughs> it's not looking good over there that, for you, man. That, that cup is full of tequila and visine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, cultivating homegrown talent and drafting well. Uh, between David Robinson, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and Tim Gum, Tim Tim Duncan, uh, playing their entire careers in San Antonio, and all extremely successful. Uh, the trend was partly continued with uh, Kawhi Leonard until their relationship ended. Uh, aside from a grateful, a great drafting, impactful signings like uh, Robert Horry and Bruce Bowen, really electrified those teams uh, of the early to mid two thousands. Uh, the trend continued with players like Danny Green and Marcus Aldridge. Um, it is yet to be seen uh, what will the impact of DeMar DeRozan uh, will be on that team, uh, but it's definitely a trend that is anticipated to continue with the Spurs. I'll agree with you up until like the last three or four years. Well, when they traded Kawhi. Well, you know, I, think, I feel like that whole situation was kind of very bizarre and very outside of, uh, people use this term, the culture of what the Spurs were all about. No, I, I get you. I get you. But the, like the thing is, is that Demar Derozan, not the same player. No, perhaps not. But I, I chose him just because it's. But a, he was playing. It was playing, and, and definitely a, a namesake guy. It's not a guy who's going to get lost in the shuffle. So, but yeah, I, I, I guess I understand. Like so, in the last few years, the Spurs have been towards the six-ish, seven-ish. They're still good, but. They play a style that doesn't belong, that doesn't fit for them. So the game that Lamarcus Aldridge plays and the games that Demar Derozan play doesn't translate into wins. Dejounte Murray doesn't translate into wins because they don't shoot the three. You know, over a course of a game, if this team outshoots you twenty to ten, that's a big difference in points. At least I don't know how many points it is, but. They play a slower pace of basketball because they can't keep up. They have a they have a mix of young and old talent, but the young and old talent do not fit. If that makes any sense. Like the Jonathan yeah. Murray is a slasher passer. So like when he slashes he needs to pass out to a three ball. Tomorrow Road not gonna hit a three. Right. And I understand what you're saying. I think this this trend of new basketball I I say new basketball, it sounds stupid, but um of, you know, hey, everyone takes a three and it's very fast-paced, has really only affected the Spurs' success as of three or four years. I think it was a team that still contended well until, like, like recent history. Like, don't get me wrong. The Spurs will never re- fully rebuild until Popovich is gone. Like Paul said, he didn't think it was going to happen until Duncan came in, which I kind of agree with. But the point is, is that until Popovich is over, they're going to continue to be in, in that five to eight range because they don't have the team here. Nobody's jumping out of their seats to go to San Antonio because they don't have a star anymore. Actually, nobody really went out of their seats to go to San Antonio anyways. Well, you know, and they I, were always like a draft our team, let's fucking build it. And I think, unfortunately, that, that streak was kind of broken because of the way the, the Kawhi Leonard thing kind of went down. And I think that kind of like that, that normalcy of that, that style of team, like you're saying, is now changed. I think I think perhaps it's expired, but but not not to be belittled. It, it, you know, th- th- there's still a lot to be said for that, that franchise. Well, so the thing is, is like, well, 
the two we said before the tune up and the the tune up and the constant rebuild thing it, it's it's a much larger window to look at than what you guys are looking at. You guys are I mean yeah if we're looking at the last four years then the Spurs definitely would fall into one of your guys' categories. But over the course of, of two decades the Spurs the Spurs are a tune up team. Let's move on to NHL and let's wrap it up. So NHL phase one, Massey. Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, there is no other answer. <laughs> <laughs> the city of Detroit sucks. Wow. Oh, listen, we may have fans there. I'm oh, sorry, man. your teams suck. All of them. <laughs> they, they do. Yeah, that's true. Lions, Tigers, Bears, oh my. No, ah. the Bears are in Chicago, you fucking asshole. I know. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, and Pistons. Oh my. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Wings. Oh boy, the Red Wings. The Red Wings scored a league low. Let's put it this way. If the game. Red Wings were a wing, they'd be boneless. <laughs> scored a league low two goals per game. Allowed a league high 3.75 goals per game. It's the impressive when the Islanders are still a team. They had the worst penalty kill. And the 29th best power play. They were done on that. They averaged the fewest shots per game and allowed the fifth most. And, I mean, it, it was not a good team. It's not a good team. There is no other answer. Um, I mean, you got Larkin on the team. He's still good. There, there's, there's some pieces that you can start the build, start the rebuild around. Or not around, but there's some pieces that you can you can use towards the starting of the rebuild, like Zadina and yeah. uh, Petruzzi, right? Yeah. Those are the names that came up the most. I have no idea who they are. Uh, Crawneck was another one that I found, but I, there was just. Nothing really great about that team last year. There were a couple of bright spots, but I mean, going into this year, they're going into ten draft. They're going into the draft with ten draft picks, um, with like five in the first two rounds, I think. And apparently, it's supposed to be a very deep draft this year. Um, so they're on the way to start. I don't even think they're in a rebuild right now. I think they're moving towards being in a rebuild. That's how bad it is. No, I can get behind it. I can get behind it. Phase two? Yes. Sorry, I was... Yeah, I know what you were doing. What was, <laughs> Horn. was looking at something. Whores. <laughs> My phase two NHL team is the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I was, I was I was advised, took the advice, ran with it. Um, What's your dinner plan for tomorrow? Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I would. Just trying to derail your thought. Lobster sub. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Continue. Kyle, the New Day podcast this week has Kel Mitchell as their special guest. Really? Yeah. Ooh, I gotta watch that. It's a podcast. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube. Nope. You used to be able to watch us on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, Kendall doesn't Kyle do it anymore. Kyle doesn't want to do a YouTube channel anymore. The real shit thing is that we haven't been on air this whole time. <laughs> oh my 
god! I tell you, there there's some weeks where I really feel like we haven't been. <laughs> it's just kind of doesn't turn the light on, ever. Yeah. What'd you do? You broke. It could be it could be repaired. I just have to take it to the shop. I e his dad's house. Can we uh can we segue back to the Spurs for half a second? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I just I just saw something very funny on Reddit. Um, Is Tim Duncan in the hot tub. Yeah. Um, I saw something on the top of the NBA subreddit. Uh, Greg Popovich quote: "The system has to change." The top response or the top comment was finally admitting they need to shoot more threes. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Continue on, Mark. <laughs> that humors me. <laughs> um, but I mean, the the Canucks added some depth in signing. Uh, what did I write here? Mark Machalis. I'll give it to you. And Will Lockwood. But no, two young guys adds depth to the team. Their defense is pretty young, but uh, their big thing is they got to add more talent without derailing the current chemistry. Look okay. it, Kyle. Refute it, please. <laughs> <laughs> they're a team. They're 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 kind of like a traditional phase two team. Like they're they're a team that, if things went their way, I mean, granted, everything is different because of the whole pandemic. But if things went their way this season in a regular season, they they could have been a playoff team. But things would have had to go their way on top of them doing their job. But two years from now, they very well could be that sixth. That are that third seed division type guy making the making the push for the two, you know, bypass the wild card altogether. They're they're, they're getting much closer. They're, they're they're progressing very well. Phase three. That was a spot on. Yeah, he did a good job, Mark. Uh, Way better three, than this next one. I have the New York Rink. Boo! He has Shane for help. Just so you know. Did you? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, I did like all the research. You told me the team. Um, no. <laughs> before Shane sent him that yellow notepad. <laughs> Are you gonna read us their roster too? No. <laughs> um, before the pandemic, they were thirty-seven twenty-eight with five overtime losses. They were seventy-nine points. They were currently standing in tenth tenth place. Uh, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen season, they had, they were thirty-two thirty-six. 14 overtime losses and 78 points. In 2017 2018, they were 34 and 39 with 9 overtime losses, 77 points. They pretty much were the epitome of consistency. Yeah. So this year, I mean, this past offseason, they were able to acquire Armidi Panarin. Armidi? You got the last one right. Artemi. They called him the bread man because the first time he played a game, the guy at the commentator for the Blackhawks called him Artemi uh, uh, Panera. So his nickname became the Bread Man. Pernarin. You're a good name. Um, Thank you. They also signed Adam Fox. They drafted uh, Capo Keiko. And, de- and they signed uh, defenseman Jacob Gruba. Um, I'm not going to go over the lines. I have it here. <laughs> I wrote them down. After Paul showed me a website that was really cool. <laughs> um, Is Wikipedia? <laughs> no. No, I found, I, I, I know of a hockey website, actually, that, uh, List the at the at the time they they do constant updates the the lineups and the the, the 
the different offensive and defensive lines. That's cool. And where they rank versus other first, second, third, fourth offensive lines in the league. Hmm, cool. Yeah, Take no, that hockey reference. Yeah, don't worry that. No, it is hockey reference. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Their first line um, is ranked 10th in the league. Their second line is ranked 9th. And their third line is ranked 36. Kyle, there's no way you would know who might be able to fix this team for via free agency this coming season, do you? I do. Oh, wow. Please enlighten us. I will get into it. I gave him this answer. I have two players. One Paul gave me. The other one's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Um, the first guy was Benny Dedanov. <laughs> <laughs> was Lemon Tea? No. <laughs> Um, so, throughout this year, he had 25 goals, 22 assists, which he goes up to 47 points. Um, quote unquote, they said he's a very good third wheel. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Kyle. I'm laughing at Kendall. Um, Kendall's so having I, a tough time I, over there. I guess, why, just, why would you say quote unquote? It wasn't me saying it. But it was still. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a very good third player on the team. Morton Screamery. Um, because they have Panarin and they have Zimadad. How, how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't want to show them. Yeah, listen, you did a good job. Just, everything's getting me for some reason. Yeah, you're a fucking asshole. Oh, well, wow. Um, he would kind of play the same role with the Rangers as he was with the Panthers. Um, he would... He would just be like the third guy to like if they need a goal, give him death at that position. Um, it's holding him. And then another one I said was Mike Hoffman, another Panther player. He plays the same position as Panarin, but that can give them depth at the first line or the second line. Um, he ranked 16th in goals since 2014, 2015. Um, he's, he's he's a sniper, so like it, it would help them. Score more goals. That's his biggest weakness is scoring. So being able to play off of Zimadad or Panarin going up to to the first line, it would help them be able to score more than just on the first line. Um, I think the Rangers could benefit from Hoffman a lot because they just need more scoring. The defense is young. You don't really want to mess with that at the moment. I just think that. They should get a couple more wingers to play alongside of the centers that they have. Not bad. Not bad. Beer in my eyes. I agree with you that they need more scoring. The only the, the difference is I think they have the scoring. They just need the playmakers. Because right now their scorers are too busy playmaking and their playmakers <laughs> and they're better scorers than playmakers. Artemi Panarin was at his best in Chicago because Patrick Kane always knew where he was, and no matter what he did. He was getting scored. But I like it. Good job, folks. Um, constant rebuild team. We're going to go ahead and go with the Boston Bruins. Um, a team not to be confused in the tune-up category if Kendall did it. Did you do the Boston Bruins? Too? I did not. Good for you. Um, they have bounced around a little bit since 2000 with six first-place finishes, three seconds, four thirds, two fourths, and three fifths. Um, they've had... Uh, and a very impressive amount of playoff appearances, including two Stanley Cup losses and one Stanley Cup win. Who the hell did they beat in the Stanley Cup? I forget. Vancouver. Vancouver. They lost to the Lightning and they lost to the Blackhawks. Um, they they just 
they constantly they they win and then they you know if, if they do go on a little bit of a a skid they they regroup real quickly they they rebuild whether it's free agency drafting they, they they're great at drafting they're great at retaining um their guys more recently um that was definitely more of a problem in the past retaining all the talent that they had um but uh Um, but, uh, they've, they've moved around coaches a little bit more recently, or I mean, uh, earlier in the decade. And then they, they found Claude Julian who gave them a lot of success. And then eventually Claude Julian found his way out the door, but they haven't bounced coaches around a lot since then. Um, they've had some success and some failure in free agency. Uh, like I said, they've been doing better at retaining their, their guys like, Pasternak and Bergeron and Marchand, even Chara, who's, you know, aging like a fucking flower. And what I mean is he's dead in three weeks. But, um, but in, you just in, called him a flower. <laughs> in years past, though, that there has been a lot of talent that has walked out the Boston doors, the TD Garden, TD Garden front gates, including uh, Johnny Boychuk and Tyler Sagan and Blake uh, Blake Wheeler, all members of the Stanley Cup winning team, as well as uh, Milan Lucic and future Hall of Famer and longtime San Jose Shark Joe Thornton. Um, so they, they have lost a lot of very impressive talent over the years, as does any club that... Tim in, Thomas. Tim Thomas. Any club that goes out and, and wins, you know, there, there's casualties due to cap, due to... You know, all kinds of things. Um, you know, like Kyle says, you know. Can't pay everybody. Guy, you know, guy ate a hot dog in Oregon once, so naturally he's going to go play for the North Dakota team because that hot dog was made in North Dakota, and he wants to get more of them. Um, makes sense. Somebody right? gets it. Yeah. Well, I, I just think the, the Bruins are kind of like, they, they. there isn't a lot of downtime for them. They, they're, they always find themselves doing well. Unless they find themselves in the Stanley Cup playoffs as the second as the second seed in their division, then it's no bueno for any of the rest. Correct. Kettle to assessment. Mine for the tune up team. <clears throat> Paul, very good job. Thanks, bro. Gotcha. I mean, could you imagine if Paul did a bad job on the guy who knows the most about the sport? Well, we I mean, finished last in our fantasy hockey league, but that doesn't. That, but that doesn't matter. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't pay attention. I know. I, right. I mean, Kendall's done pretty bad at football before. Right. Yeah. Like, but he's not our time. football. He's not our football expert. Yikes. Uh, Kendall, Rebecca's taught you everything you know about football. She Yikes. wanted to bang be Jerome Bettis. This is true. My whole life story is a joke. She is Jerome Bettis. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Mess, you ruin it. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, I'm everything Kendall's fine. No, not true. She's really... more Frank Gore, if you know what I'm saying. Ooh. Heavy handed. Heavy handed. Is that what you say? <laughs> All right. I chose the Pittsburgh Penguins as my tune-up team. Uh, since 1990, the Penguins have been in the playoffs every year, except the four-year span from 2001 to 2005, with the 05 season uh, having a mid-season cancellation. I think they're currently top 10 in longest playoff, uh, longest continuous playoff run, like, streak. Yeah. 13 seasons, I think it is. Well, I mean, you said, what, 05? Uh, yeah, since, oh, since, well, I guess it would be 06. Yeah. No, no. Well, well, 06 would make sense, because it would be 13 years. Yep, I think it's 13 years. 
Um, in this time, they've won five out of six trips to the Stanley Cup, um, uh, touting 13 100-point seasons, um, which is uh, fairly... Yeah, but how many President's Trophies? Uh, I did not get that information. Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it put him in the running uh, many no, times. No, no, it doesn't take much. Um, looking at kind of like a an, um, an all-decade team uh, for the, the Penguins, I kind of was looking at more of the 2010 to 2020. It's kind of like a, a halfway. Um, but people, uh, players like Sidney Crosby, uh, Phil Kessel, uh, Chris Letang, uh, Brooks Orpik, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, all playing – Close to 100 games or, or better. Um, Sidney Crosby, I thought this was an interesting statistic, um, averaging oh, basically a point uh, per game um, through his career as Pirate. A Pirate, my goodness. Pirate, <laughs> um, yeah. God, that's a, it's a reflex right there. Well, same but, color scheme. <laughs> um, let's show the private star. Yeah, so I, I've accumulated a couple tonight. Uh, the Penguins have also um, made uh, important moves. Uh, <laughs> In in uh, free agency, uh, signing players like James Neal and Phil, Phil Kessel, uh, who were major signings and impactful to the Penguins, although James Neal was not in, entirely as impactful right away. Um, I thought this was, this was a joke that I didn't understand. Maybe Paul could uh, explain it better. Um, Evgeny Malkin uh, always uh, snubbed from all uh, time teams uh, is an important member of the Penguins. I don't know. It's not a joke. I don't understand. Yeah, Where's no, the punchline here? No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I read it somewhere and I, no, I wrote it down. Okay. So, the world was shown in the 94 season how good Scottie Pippen really is. MVP votes, all-star, led the, led the Jordanless Bulls to the playoffs. And then Jordan came back. <laughs> and Pippen became Pippen. Pippen again. That's what Malkin is. Oh, he I plays see. with Sidney Crosby. Oh, okay. All right. That makes Mal- sense. Malkin could be the best guy on on his own team. Is that but right? he doesn't it's it's like it's like Brad Marchand. Like Brad Marchand could be the best guy on a lot of hockey teams right now. But he plays with Patrice Bergeron. Different that position, they do different things. I mean, Malkin and Crosby have more similarities. And so, you know, like position, which makes it even harder because Malkin, you can you can see the things he does because he's a center, but because he's not a first line center, because you have Crosby, you're putting him up. You know, you're you're you're, you can't put him up against second wing or second line centers because he's a first line center, but he doesn't get all the ice time that a traditional first wing center gets. Did they ever play together? No, they're they're centers. Okay. They're, they're 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 centers. They're not. But that's my uh, my tune up team. Good team. This is your douche. I just I just thought of a bracket we could do. <clears throat> best hey. names in sports. Best teams. Best names. Best names. Not like nicknames, just like actual sports names. Boop pow. Steve Ustremski. <laughs> So, so stuff like that. You could break it up into the four major sports, and then just have a bracket go down into. It's going to be all baseball, really. I mean, <laughs> Matt Shoemaker. I mean, come on, <laughs> Matt Stairs, I'm a big Honus Wagner guy. I, there's so many good names in baseball. Oh no, oh no. 
Ichiro Suzuki. James Honda. James Honda. <laughs> Jimmy Hyundai. <laughs> Executive Sen- Kia. Mm. Another team that's constantly rebuilding and not winning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, if by any chance you're listening, we love you. We don't like your teams. Well, that's not true. I, don't, I like the Pirates. Like the Saints? No. Fuck the Saints. <laughs> I feel bad for the Knicks. And I pity fuck the, the Predators. <laughs> Isn't the Predators fun? Yeah. Every single player, the first NHL game that Jeff ever played, every single player on the Predators that year was was set to always accept fights. You ever played NHL with Jeff? He hits triangle more than anybody I've ever met in my life. He's into the fish and the fights. That's basically what he's about. So there's a rebuild. I hope. I mean, I hope it wasn't too long winded and boring. I thought it was to be something different. There's obviously not a lot of sports to talk about right now. Well, we covered a lot of information. Thought it was something different. Yeah. Mock seems to hate it. No, no, I like. It. I'm, I'm starting to fade out. I'm trying to. You know the problem is, you got to get back into your drinking shape. Well, the problem is, I wake up at five. A.M. or p.m. A.M. or p.m. A.M. I used to wake up at five on the reg. You know what I did? Drank until four. Drank until four. For <laughs> <laughs> people listening to the show, that might be true. He <laughs> was like the X Games version of I Love College. <laughs> yeah. You were soft in college. Yeah, except... What? <laughs> he was. I had better years than others. <laughs> so so there was one time we went to a party where Kendall couldn't even get down a second bush light, and Rebecca was already a handle deep into vodka. God, I wish that was true. Why? I don't know. I'm just saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just saying stuff. <laughs> Trying to fill the airwaves here. <laughs> hey, you guys want to do a Jessimity Point? Yeah. We got, we got to round out the rest of the show. Yeah. I think we'll keep, right, the same keep, keep it going. All right. So, uh, the first week we did, uh, I think the first week we did AFC rushing leaders, right? Yeah. And then last week we did AFC receiving leaders. Yeah. So, you guys can pick from the cream of the crop type of deal. NFC this week? Well, you guys pick. Whatever. So, there's available left. We have NFC rushing and receiving. Well, then we have AFC and NFC for passing leaders, passer ratings, TD to interception ratios, and then we also have AFC completion percentage. Let's do NFC receivers. Do NFC sack leaders. That's not. I, that wasn't something I said. I wish it was. <laughs> You'd be bad at it. I could probably get like good names. I'd be bad at it. I'm horrible. You guys want to do NFC? Uh... Do the receiving one. All right. NFC receiving? Yeah. Kyle's just like, yep. It worked for me, I guess. Massey, don't beat me. Give you a dollar. So I think the I think the longer this goes on, the <laughs> more I'm not going to be part of these points. I'm already about to be three, three opportunities behind. Well, I tell you what, you might be able to catch me. We don't have any. Exactly. <laughs> Neither do I. Kendall has six. Six? Yeah, uh, he bought me a bottle of bourbon, so I awarded him five extra points. Alright, I'll buy you a steak and cheese from anywhere in the world. You bought me a what? Steak and cheese. I'll show you a dead rat anywhere in the world. Well, mind you, he said anywhere in the world. (laughs) I wonder what the steak and cheeses are like in Fiji. I thought you were going to say Egypt. (laughs) No, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Sandy. NFC receiving leaders. 
Alright. So we're going to start off by going Mass to Mock. So Mass, Kendall, Kyle, Mock. And then Snake for... And then we'll go by... We'll same, same as all. Alright. And remember, there's a bonus point if you can get a name in every single... For every single team in the division. Alright, so we're going to start off with the AFC West. The Weast. NFC? The Weast. The NFC Weast. Massey. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks. All-time leading receivers for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Fucking love this game. Let me see if I can get my chin dimple to fluctuate for you. <laughs> can you can you flex your chin dimple? Can can you let next time we go to Pittsburgh? Can you let Kendall do a body shot off of it? A grave? Sure. <laughs> it's not gonna be very much. <laughs> it was just funny because like Box hit that laugh, but like far enough away. Where it's, <laughs> it was very like duck sounding. All right, come on, Bald- come on, Mass. Baldwin's got to be up there, right? What do you mean, right? Is Baldwin your guess? DK yes. Metcalf. All right, so Mass guesses Doug Baldwin for three points. He's only number three? See, senor. Hello? Uh, Steve Largent for one point. You oh, I fucking forgot about Steve Largent. You bitch. Kyle? <laughs> Tell you what. Kendall was... I'm, I'm going to give you an honest answer here. Kendall was your, the best bet at getting the next guy. The only other guy left. You had a feeling. Do you know who it is? Kendall? I'm kind of blanking. I kind hmm. of put all my chips in this large one. Joey Galloway. Wrong. Not even top five. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> no. I was going to say Sean Alexander. Also a running back. <laughs> I know it's a running back. No, I know you know that. I'm just saying for the um, listeners. You don't, know, you don't know how many Scandinavians are listening <laughs> to this. This is stupid Listen, sport. I needed the defense. <laughs> Why don't they play this on ice? It'd be more fun. <laughs> so we're looking for the number two guy? Yeah. I have no idea. Should he pass? Percy Harvin. Nope. Number two guy, Brian Blades. Uh, actually, I don't think I would have got that. Yeah, I know you wouldn't have. That was unfortunate. Rebecca's getting it. You guys both took my answers, you cockbags. All right, which team do I have now to get wrong? Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Rebecca to hand me my pen. Thank you, Rebecca. Mock, you're going to go ahead and lead us off with the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go ahead and take my one point. And say Jerry Rice for two points. He's a sec- no. Let's <laughs> say. Can you imagine? Huh? Throw. Ocho Cinco. Two points. It's Ocho Cinco. <laughs> Kendall. Ocho Mr. Dallas Clark? Incorrect. Damn. 17. You sure that was his name? It's not. When there's Dallas Clark in Indianapolis. Do we want to give Kendall a chance to recorrect his name? No. I've I've had a couple beers. (laughs) It's Kendall. Massey, just guess. 
Because Kendall, it's Dwight Clark. And he says Dwight Clark, and I regret my answer. M- Massey, uh, here's the thing. Dallas Keuchel. We've been doing a lot of these from Massey being at home. He's been he's been averaging about like nine three points a game. Yeah. You see the so, so here's the thing. Here's the reason why I know about Dwight Clark. Because I'm they said it's not ball. Dallas before you got a chance to guess. That too. But Pretty I just need to see the NFL spotlight that. on the catch. Pretty bummed out that I knew that. And, on the catch? Oh, you mean you mean in the playoffs? For the Over, 49ers? Uh, yeah, you have the, the play up right yeah, now, Matthew. That wasn't Dwight Clark. That was Jim Graham. Can I redeem no, my giving Kyle points from the previous round? And get that one back <laughs> and take them away from Mass. No, you can't take points away from somebody. No, but I donated Lee Evans to Kyle last round. I just want my points back now. <laughs> there weren't your points. You fucked up. Damn. All right, Mass. Yeah. The Rams of Los Angeles. Um. I don't know which one of the two I want to pick. Like I said, I, I wish they were the San Diego Rams. It's so I, stupid, but I love it. The, bo- the yes, Boise. I think Bruce. The Boise Rams. Oh. I say Bruce for yeah. one point. All right, so he's the one. That's why I said one point. Yep. Ooh, get up. Uh, Torrey Holt and Dwight Clark for the 49ers. <laughs> Thank right, you. Now you get no points. Oh. Or do you want your two points and re- retract the Dwight Clark statement? No, I want them both, because I deserve them. <laughs> so you get no points? No, 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 I want them both. You All the points. Oh. All the points. Go! Give me a minute. You want a hint? Yeah. No shot. There's no shot you get this. That's your hint. Your hint is that there is absolutely 0% chance you get any of the three guys left on this list. Smith. I could probably get one of them. It's not Smith. Mock? Well. After a nice ball <laughs> stretch. I tell you, it's getting soupy in these sweatpants. I don't know why you wear sweatpants. I gotta tell you, the best decision I ever made was not wearing shoes. <laughs> I feel like Matt um, Riddle. Talking third on the list here. Can't, I'm allowed to ask a question, right? Well, you can ask the question. And then I'll let you know if it's too much information. Um, what does he mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Was this a uh, pre-Kurt Warner receiver? I've never heard of him. You know what's funny? No matter what you were going to say, it wasn't going to help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and lock in um, Tavon Austin. <laughs> oh, no. Incorrect. Massey, do you care to guess? One of the last three, since you said you think you know one. Was it Flipper Anderson? No. No. Oh, that's a dolphin? <laughs> Henry Ellard was number three. Never heard of him. Yeah, I got the easy points. They did. No doubt. Uh, I did not. Big fan of number five, Jack Snow. Ooh. All right. That's pretty good. Mock. Man. Yeah. What's your lead it off for the Cardinals? Ooh. I'll take my point and Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh, incorrect is DeAndre Hopkins. Cop? <laughs> Anquan Bolton? Incorrect. <laughs> Numero Quattro. <laughs> you know, Kyle spent the day on Sunday with his girlfriend and he learned how to make homemade flour tortillas. 
Really? No. I tell you what, that was just as funny now as it was in the car on the way here. <laughs> he, he made homemade flour tortillas, learned how to make them so he can make a Royce Compoyo. I just I said in the car to Mock and Mock out of her. I just picture Kyle going in because Kyle's not a very cultured person outside of the the white community, and uh, I just picture Kyle going into his Puerto Rican girlfriend's house. And her, mo- her mother's there, and he's just like, he looks at her, and he just gives her a hug, and like, chili con queso! <laughs> Man, no. I'm pretty bummed. I thought it really knew how to make tortillas. I was all about it. Yo necesito al baño rapido! How did you get the fucking three-point question right, huh? Yeah, I'm so hurt. Yeah, go. Yeah, you're up. Give you a beer. Shut up. Wow. Actually, I really thought Anquan Bolden was on this list. Yeah, so that's so right. Right. Um, couldn't name me another I, fucking I cardinal receiver. <laughs> I knew it. That's why I went with Larry. <laughs> I'm so beat up about the Dwight Clark. It's gonna oh my god! It's gonna affect the rest of my game. <laughs> um, gonna go home and hit. Well, it's right funny back. because I made punishments for each of you. If you lose, your punishment is watching us dump out uh, 18 rack of high life each. I don't like that at all. Um, and you have to pay so for it. <laughs> I'm going to pass just to uh, hold up the game. <laughs> okay. Probably the smartest move. You lose 10 points for passing. <laughs> <laughs> 10 GSWD points. Oh, no. I'm the neg. Massey, I see you have a, two computer screens up and a phone, so let me know. I'm just kidding. Fuck I'm on Reddit. I'm, oh, they could be um, on Reddit. I found these lists I, on Reddit. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you? No. Go ahead. Um, I have no idea. I, I don't know anything. Anquan Bolden was getting, I guess. All right, number two was Roy Green, and number three was Jackie Smith. I know Jackie Smith. Did you know any of those people? I knew Jackie know Smith, but I didn't, I didn't think he was Yeah, you're a son of a bitch. Okay. So and number five was Pat Tilly. I was going to say Pat Tillman. <laughs> he was a safety, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, you dick. All right, so after Sorry. the first divisional round... We have in last place tied for two points each, Souls and Mock, then Kendall with three and Massey with seven. No bonus points awarded. Nice, Mr. Sheep. All right, so now we're going to go Kyle, Mock, Massey, Kendall, and uh, Snake Order. So, uh, hey, Soulsy, won't you lead us off? NFC East, Washington Redskins. I mean, for two and three, yeah, but you should know one. You're right. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, this is one of those scenes where I can see, like, one finding its, like, nobody getting anything right and Kendall just getting, like, the one-pointer. Because they weren't good in our lifetime. Santana Moss. Incorrect. There's four. Shit. Yikes. Mock? <laughs> like, if you really don't know, you can just pass. There's no, hold on, there's hold no on, shame hold on. in passing. Um, hmm. What is this sound? Like this? Oh, there's hockey in my chair. Ah, uh, man. See, I was hoping Kyle wasn't going to say Santana Moss. You can ask again. <laughs> Could. Um, Might have moved up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up. Moving on up. 
Pierre Garçon. Ooh, good guess. No. Mass? Say Antoine Rendell. Not going to say Antoine Rendell. Antoine Rendell. <laughs> I'm Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> Jared Allen Culinary Institute. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. I I don't know Chris Cooley. No. I don't have anybody. Really? Can I guess again? So you're passing? I'm gonna pass. All right. Well, no, you can't guess again. Can I, can I just say a name? Sure. Is it Lavernius Cold? No. Number three is Gary Clark. Number two is uh, C. Taylor, not Chester Taylor. Number one's Art Monk. Art Monk. Well, Everybody should have known Art Monk. There you go, Kendall. I know. Well, I'll tell you what, I would have played better if we did this first. Hey, spoiler. No bonus points this round. <laughs> All right, so Kendall, lead it off for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia yes. Eagles. Um, The guy from Invincible, right? No. Mark Walton. Is Chris Carter on the list? Like the whole thing or the Eagles list? The Eagles list. I can't tell you if he's on the list. Is Chris Carter my pick? He's my pick. No. <laughs> Is Chris Carter my pick? And to answer your list? previous question, no, he's not on the list. Massey? <laughs> Harold Carmichael? The like seven foot dude? I'm One point. Point. Take more time. Zach Ertz? Five. Ooh, points? <laughs> Minus three. Terrell Owens? Not, ah, not on the list. Oh, all right. All right. So, Carmichael was one. Uh, Pete Radcliffe, Pete Radcliffe was two. Mike Who? Quick was three. Deshaun Jackson at four. Deshaun Jackson close? Fucking asshole. Deshaun Jackson. Yes, Deshaun Jackson will be an eagle this year, correct? Yeah. <laughs> if Deshaun Jackson can catch... For 200 yards, he'll move into third. Oh, wow. So, very close. Yeah, unfortunately, he gets injured. So, um, so who's up first? Mock. Not me. Kyle. The New York football cowboys. Giants, sorry. <laughs> All right, New York football giants. Amani Toom. For one point. I'll fucking take it. Maxine washable on the cluke. Um, hey, I made up one of those words that you hate where Kyle pronounces it wrong all the time. I made one up for him and he's all about it now. What is it, Kyle? Orange. Orange. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hakeem Nix. Congratulations. You got nothing. Really? Nah. <laughs> Not even on the list. Mass? Uh. Beckham? I might know the other name. Is it. Kirk Hunt, Steelers, Roger Sugarfield? Three points, one guy left. Um. I'm blanking real hard this game. Uh. I'm just trying to stay awake. You are? Struggling. Let me give you a quick ball tap. No, it's okay. It'll wake you up. No, it's cool. I give you a little. No, thank you. Kyle. Show <laughs> him, coach. No, no, no. Come on. 
Remember, remember how you showed me earlier how, how Coach had that thing hanging out of his mouth? Yeah. He also got his tongue pierced, too, during quarantine. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it is. I'm just going to say bicycle bros. Incorrect. Is it Ike Hilliard? No. Oh, okay. Gifford. Oh, yeah. And Tiki Barber. And Joe Morrison. All right. Tiki was running back then, wasn't he? He was, yeah, but he still can catch passes. It's part of the game. Yeah, Giants had a bad to be throughout their careers. Yeah, wait till we get to the Falcons. There's an offensive lineman that's third. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, Cowboys, Kendall. Uh, Michael Urban. Two points. Mass? Jason Witton. One point. Mock? Mm-hmm. See, si, senor. Cool. Chili con queso. Sounds good. Donde estas al baño? Yeah, two names. Say one of them. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna. Yeah, you will. Michael Gallup. No, the guy I want to say, I, I, I know he's not on there, but I Charles. can't get him out of my head. I can't get him out of my head. Hold on. <laughs> There's no shot, I guess, anybody else. <laughs> I know. But give me a second. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens? Yeah, nope. Des Bryant. No, by three yards. Really? You know, that's the guy I was trying to think Tony of. Tony Hill. Who the fuck is Tony Hill? The guy above Des Bryant by I three yards. Now. All right, so after two rounds, these guys are just doing terrible this week. No, me and Mock are doing terrible. No, everyone's. Well, I'm having a rough night over here. Kyle, you Kyle's got three points in third place. Mock still in last with two. Massey has increased his point total from seven to ten, and Kendall has increased his from three to five. So I'm catching you, you bitch. <laughs> I deserve coming for you. Part. You don't. You fucked up. I donated points last game. All right, so now we go to me. Now we go mock to mass. So mock yeah. Kyle Kendall mass. All right, Mark, you ready? What division? I haven't told you yet. Oh. Which are you ready? Yeah. All right. Atlanta Falcons. NFC South. Tampa Bay Bucks. Is Mike Evans on there? I can't tell you that. It has to be your guess. No, that, that's my guess. Mike Evans? Yeah. One point. Keyshawn Johnson. Incorrect. What the fuck? I'm on the list. Vincent Jackson. Wrong. Number four. How? He played the way less than Keyshawn. Joe Yale. Not on the list. Langston. <laughs> uh, number two was Mark Carrier. Number three, Kevin House. They all suck. All right, let's move on to Mock. Right now, you're you could potentially get a bonus point still. It's in there. All right, so Mass. Carolina Henry. Panthers. <laughs> Olsen. Three points. Yikes. Little. Steve Smith. One point. Who should Steve Smith play? Two points. I forgot Steve Smith played in Carolina. Cool round, cool round, guys. <laughs> cool round. 
Mark? I think I should just get a point. <laughs> you get a chance to guess? Guess, guess if what? You can get, if you can get fourth, if you can get the fourth place thing, we'll give you we'll give you four points. I'll tell you what, if you can get the fourth place guy, I'll give you a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get the fourth place guy, I'll give you five GSMD points right now. Hmm. But if you get it wrong, you lose all the points you have in this game. Pass. Okay. Right. <laughs> Who's fourth place? Uh, Wesley Wells. Who? Come on, you dude. Know. West Elm. And then Mark Carrier was <laughs> <laughs> really running that division down. Game. All right, Mark. The New Orleans Crybabies. Um, We're really shitting on Jeff to show <laughs> that, like unintentionally. I didn't even mean to. Marquise Colston. No point, sir. Yep. No. I believe it was a seven pointer. Actually, it was a game clincher. Vance Moore. Okay. Not on the list. Nope. Um. I should have said that. <clears throat> I love. I love this game. <laughs> I was always. I should have just said that guy. You know the guy I think Mark is just swaying to stay awake right now. Will Kendall, the guy that Kyle is probably thinking of, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's played there forever. Jeremy Shockey. No. Um. Taysom Hill. Nope. Um. Oh my god! I can't remember the guy's Come name. On. Come on! Come on! Come on! If I describe the player. No, just guess the name. <laughs> guess the say name. Ted Ginn and be done with it. No. I can't remember his name. I'm going to give you five seconds. Four seconds. Three seconds. Two. One. Jeffrey Henderson. No. Not who I wanted. Massey? Michael Thomas up there? Can't answer that. I can only tell you if it's right or wrong if you can. Michael Thomas. Incorrect. Can I guess the other one? Yeah. Jimmy Graham. No. Nope, that was already. Eric Martin was second. Joe Horn third. Joe Horn. I forgot about all Fuck, that. Guy. I forgot that's about the, Joe. That's Horn. the exact guy I wanted. You know who I described him? The guy who scored a touchdown. He broke into flip phone for the first time and called the end zone. I tell you God. what. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give this guy another beer. <laughs> really? I tell you. Joe Horn recently lit me up in a game of ESPN 2K5. <laughs> All right, uh, so who's first? Mass, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Falcons. Is it the Sixers or Knicks? No. I think I know Tom. Okay. <laughs> Roddy White. Two points. Mass is going for the kill shot. I Kendall? just want the point. Don't say it. I'm trying to get back into this. <laughs> Mark's like, Mark is essentially sitting at 10 right now being like Christian McCaffrey fall <laughs> Andre Risen oh good name though that's correct number 4 5 damn Julio Jones 1 bitch <laughs> Tony Gonzalez uh Andre Risen good the name though I know I, I was, I was kind of banking on him number 3 is T. Mathis 
That's Who? what they called Tony. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Mathis. <laughs> and then number four is Jenkins. Jeff. Jeff Jenkins. <laughs> All right, so after a very uneventful round here, Kendall's really shit in the bed here. He's averaging like one correct answer around. We should have done this first. <laughs> <laughs> Mock jumped, jumped up to four points. We should have started at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle jumped up to six points. Kendall is at six points. And Massey, a very comfortable lead at 15. Can't wait for next week when you're not next to your computer. No, he brings those. Okay. He brings the computer here. Uh, and he's going to be sitting on that end now. Master, took your seat, by the way. I kind of like it. You want to switch seats? No. All right. <laughs> uh, so now it's Kendall to Kyle. Sure. You went first. The, the, you went first, though. No, no, I'm saying the last time you... Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, Kendall, Vikings. Vikings. Um, Randy Moss for two points. Correct. Bullshit. Kendall's cheating. Chris? Uh, yes, him. Randy Moss? No, Chris Carter. Mock? Well, one point, sorry. Matt, one uh, point. I was about to say, is that one or three? Mock? I'm looking for the three-pointer. <laughs> Kendall got way more time Uh, go ahead and write it in. Three points, Matt Asiata. <laughs> Matt? And Kyle? Sidney Rice. Incorrect. Sonoris Rice. A. A. Carter. Sonoris Rice. <laughs> I thought Kendall would have liked my answer. A. Carter, and then Jake Reed and Sean White. All right, Kyle, Packers. Of a Green Bay. Javon Walker. Really? Yep. Is my guess? No, 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 it wasn't. Yeah. Jordy Nelson. Incorrect. Contestant. <laughs> a lot of Bart Starr players. Denied. Yeah. Mass? Stoffel Driver? One point. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. That's what I meant. You know, he was a giant for a year. <laughs> Sterling Sharp. Three points. Oh, forgot about Sterling Sharp. He's the guy who broke his neck, right? Oh, uh, Michael Finley. Oh, was that Jermichael Finley? Yeah, Kendall. Steelers wanted him. Lions. Oh, I know this. Tigers and Bears. Calvin Johnson. One more answer. Yeah, well, I was just trying to snatch him up. I blew this entire game. I shouldn't be in the position I'm in. This drive home I deserve, is going to suck. I deserve five points. <laughs> Oh, it's Vigo? Uh, Golden Tate? No. You can have, there's, a, there's a Finch Sour in there. Yeah. You can have that. Finch Sour? Like Finch, Finch Brewery. Oh, like I've never heard of what that is. <laughs> Mock? Um, Lions, right? Yeah. Tigers and Bears. Um... Pretty much have uh, exhausted my Lions receivers. Uh, Think of future receivers. Make them up. <laughs> Marvin Jones. Can I ask a question? I can tell you yes or no. Is this one of your favorite analysts or player of all time? No. 
Very same. Who are you going to go with? Nate Robinson. Oh. Oh, good name. Uh, Moore and Morton. Oh, ew. All right, Kyle. Barry Sanders on the list. Rounded out with the Chicago Bears, whose all top three guys combined yards don't even come within 4,000 of Larry Fitzgerald's career totals. <laughs> <laughs> you said combined? Yeah. Brandon Marshall. The leading Yikes. guy has 5,059 yards as a bear. Brandon Marshall. Incorrect. Alshon Jeffrey? Three points. Fucking bullshit. Mock me. <laughs> By one point. <laughs> Unfortunately, that three-pointer would have put Kendall in the lead. Unfortunately, Mass just spun the wheel of unfortunately. He loses 10 points if he doesn't get it right at all. Yeah, bitch. Nice. Mock wins. And then, yeah, those points go to Mock. I'm on Mock's side now. Why? Because you, you beat him? <laughs> no, I lose all the time. Heel turn. <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. It was all over again. Kendall, how much time do you want us to buy you? It's not his turn. It's Mass's turn. Oh, uh, Mass, how much turn? time do you want us to buy you? Say that again? Hurry up, so I gotta pee. Uh, Hurry up, so Walter I have Payton. to pee. <laughs> Whoa, who? Walter Payton. No, fourth. No. I know who the, the, like the number one guy is, and I just can't remember his name. Donald Glover. Eddie Royal. It is neither of those people. <laughs> um, Donald Glover. Uh, Paul, can I ask a question after Kendall goes? Yes. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I, I I can't remember. I can't remember. Hey, here, right, Mark, this, this might help Kendall. Was it a coach of some kind? It's not Mike Ditka. Hey, another question. Did I say this name before? No. no this guy is exclusively to the Bears. This is like a, the Bears guy. Yeah, Bears. Jimmy Morris and Harlan Hill. And soon to be Alan Robinson. Well, considering it's not fucking possible. Yeah, not yet. We will be. All right, Mass, congratulations. You are now in the lead with two GSWD points. Wait till the fucking actual game, bro, when we do baseball. I'm just actually coming out here and doing something in the sport that I know nothing to suck at. Yeah. Uh, Paul, oh, wait wait week. until we're planning a, uh, a, a a shindig at Kendall's house once the quarantine thing is over, where we're going to get the five of us together. And uh, we're going to, we're I have a whole outdoor sport. Uh, thing like set up we're gonna do a little wiffle home run derby cornhole beer pong we're gonna Kendall's terrible at beer pong. why would you even point at that guy well to him cornhole to you hey i'm not bad at throwing bean bags <laughs> am i am i beer pong definitely to me <laughs> am i allowed to bring a ringer for a cornhole no a what like a ringer what the fuck is that like johnny knoxville God damn it. <laughs> like, what? How the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> a winger. It's a ringer. 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 She said winger, right? Yeah. She did. She did. Like, you want to bring a friend? I, I'm pretty sure yes. that's Yeah, this thing. isn't who wants to be a millionaire. You can't phone in a friend. This What's the fun? audience think? <laughs> <laughs> Show me potato salad. Oh, that clipped in my own ear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because uh, I, I would have dominated it uh, fucking cornhole if I was the actual thing. Yeah, well, good thing we all suck equally. Does that right. mean you would have dominated? It sounds so- like you wouldn't have, you'd have been <laughs> carried. <laughs> it's my future wife. She destroys people at cornhole. I'll murder her. No, you won't. No, not a cornhole, just like. Oh, no. Right, I will RKO every beanbag that she throws. 
That would get so exhausting. Hey, Kyle, Kyle's oh. like another oh. recently didn't know how to. She played cornhole, didn't know how to throw a beanbag. Who's that? Who is it? Kyle's significant other. Yeah, but I won the game. She fell down throwing a beanbag. Oh, no. So funny. I won the game. <laughs> yeah, because awesome, I got into a serious that. conversation with Chris about guns and bounce houses. Your fault. Yeah, you're right. So, Master in the lead with two GSWD points. I'd like to play sometime. So, if someone wants to come up with a GSWD I, point I for was, next week. I was just about to say, if you want to play next week, I'll come up with something. Or, the thing would be, like, it'd be cool to come up with something that, like, I'd like to come up with something that we can all play. Like, some sort of thing. Because, like, you know, trivia, people write down the answers. Well, the board game will be fun once it happens. It's never happening. You think we could do a Sporkle quiz where we each get a, like, if there's something else that we get a point. No, because you can't name. type the shape. No, 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 but it's not the point of it. I'm typing it, but if we give a name, like, we'll go around the list and, like, you know, all right, so, hey, Kyle, it's your turn to give a, a, an answer. Oh, so, like, if you do, like, top 200, like, touchdown leaders of all time. Right, exactly. Like, receiving touchdown leaders and everyone could, I mean, that's way too long. It would take forever. But, but something in that, in that realm. I would immediately lead off with Herschel Walker. <laughs> it's got to be on that. Right. Uh, I'm sure it's yeah. got it somewhere. So, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys liked the rebuild segment. Um, both fans and show members. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys are all disappointed with Kendall's beer selection tonight. Wait till you hear it. <laughs> and uh, so that leads us to beer review. So, Kendall, why don't you go first? Why don't you go backwards, though? All right, well, I've had a Oh, very, God, he put on his own music. A very eclectic beer review. Um, I had, in going in reverse order, I had... That's a very Mass thing to do, to put on your own music for a beer review. Well, Mass, you could put in your request for your own music for your <laughs> review. I ended with two Bud Light Lemons. They were pretty bad uh, for everything you'd expect. In between, um, when I was doing the uh, golfing show during quarantine, I had, from Breckenridge Brewery, the Agave Wheat. Um, $70 in the, uh, a mixed pack. I've never seen it, uh, individually, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, 4.4%, Amber in color, the aroma, it's kind of like, a got a honey smell and flavor, um, but basically it's like a Miller Lite with an agave component. Two stars, doubtful would get again. Then I had a Bud Light Lemon Tea again <laughs> as my second beer, but then I got to the Super Duper Triple Citra. Via the Souls, who uh, was well, I mean the Souls and Riddle, they, they both have a pack. Go fuck yourself and so, just review the beer. All right, so uh, Tom Sucker, uh, fourteen eighty nine, a four pack, ten percent alcohol, uh, region CT. Uh, from my bad eyes, golden in color, uh, <laughs> has kind of a citrusy floral aroma um, in a citrusy flavor. Very tasty. I like triple IPAs. I've had a whole lot of them. Uh, very smooth, kind of a velvety, um, crisp, poppy, uh, and there's a a, a slight. Um, it's not it's not heavy, but I couldn't imagine drinking a whole bunch of them. Uh, and my journal, I I was kind of drunk when I wrote it, but I put five stars. <laughs> but absolutely would get again. Uh, I think it is worth five stars, and to a certain extent, I'm just very bad at judging things. But I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, Kyle and Paul. Cool. What? What? No, Mako's next. Oh. Kyle's definitely going last, so that's for sure. So I, uh, I had one of these super double, super duper triple citrus. I thought it was a very good beer. Uh, a lot of times triple IPAs are a little rough. This one was pretty good. Um, 
it was all the bitterness up front with a smooth finish. Um, I enjoyed it. Massey. Yeah. Give me your water thing. I did Canada, Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Was it cold? Yeah. Oh, uh, cold ginger ale is like sex in your mouth, though. It's, it's pretty good. Top notch. Um, I had the. Uh, I actually changed it up a little bit. I had uh, the Super Duper Triple Citra twice. Um, but um, as aforementioned, sort of brewing, blah, 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 colors, flavors, aromas. Um, in my notes, I wrote a very hazy and mild juice masks the two the ten percent very well um and i got the complete opposite from mock i got a lot of that hazy juiciness up in the front with and i quote uh tongue grabbing bitter hops at the end because i felt like as i swallowed it every like every single bud on the back of my tongue latched on to like a hop flavor and i got that whole bitterness on the end uh but it was an extremely enjoyable high abv beer um, as Mark said, the triple triples and quadruple IPAs can get very rough because because the alcohol content can be um, so so harsh on them because they don't have that barrel age that like stouts do to kind of mask that high percentage. But really well made beer. Um, I still think I'd rather have the super duper double, um, just because of the more uh, higher flavor profile to it. But this was this was a top notch beer. Oh, and I gave I gave it I gave it four and a half. And I said doubtful I'd get it again because it's limited and I probably won't be able to find it. Just being a realist. So, I, uh, I'm a little different than you guys. You hated it? No. Oh. I didn't think I would find it at my a different beer that I would find as my favorite. Oh, no. We have a new number one? New number one. Uh, oh, my God. I am shocked. You're talking about a new number one beer. Kendall's over there shocked. Mox looking at Demi. <laughs> More. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's smart. I think it's superior to Super Duper Double. Wow! Oh. I am amazed, honestly. Like I didn't find. Like, it wasn't I'm very, scared for the eight more of these that are at home. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was very boozy. I, I don't. I didn't really taste that. Go to Kyle's room tomorrow. It's gonna be like seven empty cans and puke it all over himself. <laughs> I thought it was very well made, very well taste. I think it was good. And this beer, this beer was a, well <laughs> This beer was a product of a first for Kyle. Kyle went on his first beer run. We called a few places to see if they had it because it is very limited, and a local spot that uh, I know the the owners very well had it, and uh, they they took the limit restriction off for us. So we could grab a few four packs. Um, and and Kyle contributed to his first fifty plus dollar beer purchase. So this doesn't mean I actually have to go looking for this now. It's not just something I can find in stores. Yeah, you can put, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna find it. No, probably not. Now. Gone. You I can, mean, you, you can beg for one. I Kyle, suppose. I love you. Can I have one? Yeah. Cool. Thanks. I'm gonna go pee in detergent. Oh, Kyle, it's just wait for the sign off. I say it's full. It's full. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, if people if people did need to pee though and like had to get out of here real quick, where could they find us? Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's unlocking a new favorite beer in your mystery cooler or, you know, just filling up a Tide bottle with urine. Subscribe.
on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Wherever you can bounce vice grips off your fingers, you can find us. Yeah. Also on Spreaker. Get us on Spreaker. Be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show Wednesday, 7.30 to 10.30. What are you looking at me for? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> He's looking at the music. No, the music's pretty terrible. It's uh, the names you can't remember. <laughs> well, no, you got the four live crew on Sunday. And it's Joe. Oh, it's Antonio. I almost said Antonelli. <laughs> <laughs> if Kyle didn't say Antonio. For the umpteenth time. I don't know what it is. I can't get off Phil's name. <laughs> Yeah, check out PPRN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. I don't know what we're going to do Mark yet. Mark has a segment. We don't know what we're going to do next week, but we'll figure it out as we go along. And there'll be another GSWD point up for grabs. And uh, Can we do baseball next week? We'll figure it out, man. And uh, Why? There's not going to be a season. <laughs> Until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mosh. No, thank you. Got a pistol. Dimple Chin Massey. <laughs> I'm the Master Chris Massey. And I'm the Red Baron, who is also a rat. Mm-hmm.